0: Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. This whole week, I've been using ExpressVPN to binge The Office on UK Netflix. It's so simple to do. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over a hundred countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash Lorehammer. And you can get an extra three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash lorehammer, expressvpn.com slash lorehammer to learn more.
1: Welcome to Lorehammer, Episode 16, Minor Xenos Races, Part 2.
2: Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric and I'm a crook guy.
1: This is uh, Jordan.
2: And joining us today we have Tim. Thank you for joining us.
3: Good to be back guys. Thank you for having me. Of
2: course. It, uh, it's a blessing every time you get to come to hang out with us.
3: Blessings. Like we are we'll the blessing. Be upon you.
2: Curse. Yeah. Please, Please take the it.
3: Same. We, need, we need more more to join our cause
2: (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna lie with you but that's normally mark's area of expertise recruiting (laughs) whether he does it voluntarily or not Mm -hmm. Uh, well this is our 16th episode and first of the new year yeah i suppose it is yeah um
3: happy new year everyone uh,
2: felicitations yes salutations It's just another year. Congratulations.
3: Do they do? Uh, new, no you're, you're another year do they, they do New Year's in 40k? Like in the actual, uh, the universe. The ta- time passes so quickly. <laughs> like
2: I don't know if there would be a New Year celebration.
3: I know
4: they do. Like uh, every now and again, they like do joke festivals. Like <laughs> the day of the Emperor's ascension is like mm. Christmas or whatever. That's
1: Christmas. Yeah, ta- like, time flies when you're committing mass genocide. Yeah, there's <laughs> no time to focus on the New Year. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they only
2: they they only separate things by how much land they've conquered. Mm. That's how they do it.
3: How long is a year in like standard forty k? Yeah, it's like, standard like, terra, like ours. Yeah, yeah. three hundred sixty five days. Yeah, wow. But it's like that's crazy.
2: Like everything, like a, a planet's single year. Like they'll have their own calendar, oh. and then you'll have like your. There's like
1: the Terra calendar,
2: right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you have like. A planet where like their days last like two hours. Yeah. And their years might last like seven true. Because every days. system right. is every different. Every cycle so. is different, right? Okay. So then you also have your Terran calendar mm. that you have to keep up with. You right. need a separate watch. You need two watches. <laughs> one for Terran time, <laughs> one for your planet time. <laughs> um well, uh, I guess January first was the end of our logo contest. So much success Gassed. in that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of great participation from all you guys. Thanks so much. Um <clears throat> I'm personally a little butthurt though <laughs> that we only had one person.
4: No, no, that none of my drawings were accepted. None of my doodles were accepted. Um, I drew stick man. Yeah. I traced over other images, and nothing was accepted.
2: Um yeah we can talk about that privately if you want you want to hash hurt. this out right now yes
0: i'm butthurt. hurt okay <laughs> they suck i mean i don't know what else to say
4: <laughs> what my first logo i did also sucks is that what you're saying
2: no that was just not yours <laughs> oh okay but um one of our friends actually he got super into it and kind of got a little creativity flame going and he submitted that photo we really like it yeah obviously it. yeah Turned out pretty cool. Actually. Uh, Tim, little disappointed in you that you didn't submit anything. Do so I still have
3: time? Can I just whip something up right now? Let's <laughs> yeah. just make you have it happen. The end of the podcast. Yeah, the and, draw <laughs> <it up laughs> yeah. and
4: since there's no pen and paper, you can just draw it right on the table. All right,
3: it'll be etched in the table Perfect. forever. So we'll take a have photo to take of it, it.
2: and yeah. then that'll be our, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our logo. Uh, but no, Paul is our winner. Um, he's actually a friend of ours, which makes it cool. Um, at some point, he will be on this podcast hopefully but um thank you paul for making that for us we really appreciate it and a nice little 50 dollars gift card is coming your way yeah so you can spend it on if he responds to my text message right i saw that he (laughs) might respond to it now that
4: i've called him out on it oh yeah
2: okay (laughs) (laughs) i was tempted to be do the whole like womp womp (laughs) womp womp." (laughs) um but that's exciting! In the new year, we did have plans to like do some changes to our podcast, but we're kind of... Well, not. we did have a big change. Look at the table setup right now!
3: <laughs> wow, wow, we're all around we, the table. We
4: used to be around two tables. Now we have one table. So
2: we that down- is a change size? for size. I that's... could
3: barely recognize it since the last time <laughs> I came on board. I was so confused.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, but the there were some. We're we're still in the process of determining some changes that we want to make. Um, it, honestly, I thought we'd be in a different place episode-wise when, when it came to this. So, But that's fine. Uh, we do have one more little segment that we're going to do today. Um, and we called it uh, Pictionary, but with words. Whoa. So <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen is Mark is going to roll a dice, and there's four of us around the table. And then that person has to come up with a topic and then describe it to the rest of us. And we have to guess what it is that they're trying to tell us. So it's like charades, but um, only with words. Yeah. Okay. Right? You describe what it is that you're thinking about 40K wise. It has to be in 40K. So ah. You can't choose libertarianism. <laughs> How would you describe that besides you just bad? No, Jordan would just put a mirror and like look at it and be like, it's me. <laughs> it's I would me. just keep guessing hipster over <laughs> and over and over. So, Mark, if you want to roll the dice. Okay. I rolled a three. So one, two, that's Eric. Oh, that's me. Okay. Um, I will think of a topic and okay, let's, let's go. Uh, so, <laughs> so hold on. So You're
3: whoever,
4: <laughs> whoever guesses it, what, do we win something? They get a turtle, $50. Oh, get a,
3: oh, a turtle! Oh, perfect.
4: Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm so glad you brought turtles today, Mark. I've been giving them to everybody. I, got, I know. Oh, like, I was like fifty
2: boxes. I saw that, and I was like, you brought that to my house? Yeah. <laughs> you must have
4: a lot. There's a lot. I'm just trying to get rid of them. Okay. Live
3: turtles, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Literally a box of live turtles,
1: <laughs> not Nestle <naturally> chocolate turtles. <laughs> <laughs> live turtles. <laughs> Okay. My wife is very literal. <laughs> <laughs> I want turtles.
2: <laughs> Comes home with an aquarium. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, they are Space Marines. Black Templar. Uh, uh, no. Close, Sorry. but no. Um, they are the veterans of a certain chapter. Black Templar. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah. They are veterans okay. of Black Templar... <laughs> um they've they maybe not even veterans because you're not necessarily like you can leave this and go join like a regular squad when you're done, but you're kind of considered like the elite death watch of the black Templar <laughs> <I> don't
3: <laughs> get off your horse <laughs> yeah,
2: they're considered the elite of the black Templar um they are a very close knit group and S- sword brethren yeah that's the one
3: oh the I was sword say brethren what Emperor's Champion or whatever but that's you can't leave that right
2: no you're chosen as yeah, Emperor's chosen. Champion okay, yeah. I wouldn't leave, the yeah. sword brethren if you were chosen why would you leave right yeah, yeah. It, it, like you get a vision from the Emperor right and then like you'd have to then you wet your bed head. and then right. you're like I don't think that Mark you get a turtle I do get a turtle oh yes I brought these here to not eat them it, it's gonna suck every time one of us is doing this and
3: you're guessing <laughs> Mark hilarious. just loves turtles <laughs> cause he's gonna guess every single one (laughs) um
2: yeah so that's our uh Pictionary but with words so (laughs) it'll be better when it's Mark describing it because all of us will be completely lost (laughs) it's gonna be a much longer segment (laughs) yeah because you said Space Marines I instantly knew knew Black Templar I don't know it's the first thing that always comes to my mind when I think of Space Marines
3: (laughs) your default
2: yeah yeah um but I think uh, anything else we want to add before we get into the meat of what we're talking about today no, no. Okay. Well, without further ado, uh, let's jump right into the minor Xenos races. Um, last last episode, we ended on the uh, Hrud, the filthy Hrud, the, uh, the Bendies, yeah. as they are called, or <laughs> the Troglidium Rudi, <laughs> if you want to get scientific. If you want to get scientific, I believe that would be their High Gothic name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that means today we start on the Hycosi. Um, which good start good start today because they fought the Death Guard during the Greek Crusade. what do you think happened <laughs> I mean they probably are all wiped out <laughs> <laughs> you never you, I mean it's a good it's a good guess when good starts with the Imperium yeah so exactly <laughs> they only consider it a, a success when the alien race is exterminated <laughs> um, and that's all we know about the Hykosi um next on our list we have the uh,
1: Giatrix?
2: Yeah, the the geatrics,
3: Geriatrics.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, which
2: is kind of opposite of what they are, because they are an ethereal race uh. in the Tao Empire. So Ethereal being like ghosty spirit hmm. spirit.
4: Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that works. Yeah, I wonder Maybe if- they have some like phasing ability and like Necron. I, I that almost like
2: that. I almost like to think of like a cosmic being, mm. like one that's like made of like swirling energy or whatever gas or something. Yeah, like gas, hmm. stardust. There's that one that like dust creature. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this is like that one's a little more corporeal. This yeah. one is definitely ooh, <laughs> right. <clears throat> and they are um, at home among the stars, which kind of lends to their to my image of them being like a, a cosmic energy being, right? Just because they're. <laughs> I forget. Were they home
4: among the stars? Like, uh,
2: did they use spaceships? Yes, they were spacefaring.
4: Yeah, yeah. They were not just floating around in space. Being no, ghosts. no, no, no. Space Ghost yes. says they
1: have a skill at spacefaring. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then,
2: yeah, they must use ships. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think like that—that's probably why the Tau really want them—is because the Tau aren't great
1: at spacefaring. Now, now, if you're ethereal, like, are you bound by like oxygen and hydrogen and carbon and all that kind of good stuff? All those element like I wa- or could you just float in space?
2: Like uh, imagine you could. Same here uh, because like ethereal to me like also exists on like some other plane. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like when what the knowledge we have of like carbon based life forms like as soon as you bring another like dimension of reality into it, it kind of throws all of our logic out the window. Yeah. Because then you don't have to like mm. be slave to those rules, right? So. Hmm. The uh next one we're gonna talk about is the the Jericho's Jacobos? <laughs> Jericho's The Jokero.
4: Yeah. Um, I don't I didn't hear the difference between how I said and you said it. That's because
2: you can't read. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, they we ha we talked about them in our second episode. Yeah. Uh with the old ones. They were originally created by the old ones yeah. and uh like way back when like the Eldar they were made. Yeah. Yeah. And and, so that means, like, they are, like, millions, like, 60 million, if, like, way more yeah. than that years old. Yeah. Like, this is one of the older races in the galaxy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, these
1: are the eight men, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so, yeah, they
4: look like orangutans, essentially. Mm-hmm. Orange monkey creatures. Wow. And, uh.
2: Orange mo- with, like, cybernetic enhancements, too, like, when you yeah. see them. Yeah. Can, they they, ha-
1: can you actually play them?
2: Yeah, yeah, they okay. have a miniature. Yeah, they, really? just one. Like they don't have like an entire range. There's
4: just okay. one, and you play well, it with Tau. No, no, you play it with uh, Inquisition. Oh, okay, yeah. oh, that's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. So they were created by the old ones, uh, along with the Cork, and their specific purpose was to fight the Enslaver Plague. Um, so if if you want to know more information about the Enslaver Plague. Yeah, and that, that or whole go war listen, in Heaven. Yeah, go listen to episode 2. But rough, rough idea is it's a bunch of uh, warp beings that tried to conquer the galaxy and was enslaving the galaxy. So hmm. the old ones created the cork and the Jerichos Jerkobobos, <laughs> Jokero jo- 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 <laughs> to, uh, to uh, fight them. Um by the time though that the Jerakero were created, the old ones uh, were already fought back by the enslavers like because the old ones they went around in seeded places, so it's not like they created like fat grown things mm. or whatever. I put it on silent. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh.
2: Yeah, they the Jokuro like they were growing and evolving, and then in that period of time, the old ones were defeated by the enslavers. Yeah, exactly. Right. So,
3: like they. So they have no purpose anymore. Yeah, no.
2: not not really. <clears throat> Which is interesting because they, they've still managed to survive. And the, the cool thing is, like, how they are bred to survive and how they're bred to, like, exist. Um, now, in, like, a culture setting, like, they live in family groupings of roughly, a, like, a dozen individuals. Um, so they're pretty, like, I would say not very common. Like, I don't think there'd be a lot of them. No, like, if, if they, like, they only exist in, like, a... Like a group of like twelve, like that's yeah, the, like that's one, not a big breeding population. No, like a couple rounds in that that oh, entire. Geez. I mean, what <laughs> <laughs> endangered species? What did you want me to say? <laughs> like uh, the apes of our world. Too. Yeah, but they're everywhere. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: right. Like they're not limited yeah, they to like all... a single planet. Yeah, they are spacefaring, mm. but yeah, not because they want to be, be, but because they need to be. <laughs> yeah. So,
4: um, the whole purpose. Uh, they find in living is just to survive that's all they care about they don't care about any politics or mining minerals like all they want to do is just survive yeah and they'll
2: do whatever it takes to survive but like as soon as like they reach an area where like it's easy to survive like they stagnate right there's there's no reason for them to move or leave this area (laughs) yeah but so um, the like also like families can like travel together, and they are led by like a matriarch or a patriarch. So just like there is like a leader of the jokero of yeah. like these families, mm. and going I'd together.
4: imagine it'd just be like the strongest
2: one, like maybe the smartest, maybe, maybe the, the smartest. one who can sense danger the most. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh,
4: provides the most survival. Yeah, exactly.
2: Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
4: Um, and they have no known language or culture or anything like. They got nothing beyond survival. That's all they do. Like I'm sure they communicate somehow, but it's not it's not English. Like it's probably more like grunts, grunts and pointing. Yeah.
3: Caveman. Yeah, exactly. And they make their like, own ships. They're like They they do, of... but it's
4: like the weirdest ships ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they uh they make these like uh lattice like ships, like think like a fence lattice, how it's like all hexes and like, <laughs> really? like yeah and like just open a space and wow. like they have like uh, shield generators I guess protecting them but mm. like it's just this weird shaped thing it's not wow yeah because I guess maybe they like to climb around in it, like
3: it's like it's a like, floating jungle gym, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Think of one of those like uh,
4: barred half dome things that you can climb. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, un- like a jungle gym. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: that's just, oh my gosh. But, but like one of the reasons why it works is that like they have a, an unmatched knowledge of technology. Like like probably one of the most sophisticated races capable of making like amazing technology. Yeah, really? and it. Yeah, it's wow. crazy.
4: Like, they can mm. make anything they want. Like, mm. whatever. The, the the limiting thing to what they can make is what they need. Mm-hmm. They're never going to make a gun if they don't need a gun. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of interesting. So, they were created by the old ones, along with the Quark, who later become the Orc. Um. So, they, they much like the Orc, have kind of that, like, in... Primal. Primal, like, technology awareness. Like, they're just... They just know it's instinct, instinctual mm-hmm. yeah. awareness of technology. Just mm-hmm. like the orcs, how they can just build whatever, and there's there's no progression of their
2: technology. It's like, oh, we need this, we build this. Like that's yeah, all it yeah. is. Hmm. It's not like they went from like
3: uh, to learn simple
2: tools, yeah. or gunpowder. Like they literally just create lasers if they need them. Yeah, right. Like wow. yeah, it's just built into their genetic code, just like yeah, the, the orc. And they specialize in astrophysics and miniaturization technology. So <laughs> digital weapons. Uh, which is common on, like, uh, like more, like, higher-up humanity. Yeah, like... Like, a uh, regular space where you might not have one, but, like...
4: No, like, they're, they're a favored weapon by, like, high lords, high lords of terror or political leaders or even yeah. assassins. Because it's, like, a ring, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it could be a ring or it could be whatever type of small little jewelry or whatever piece that you can kind of conceal, but yet protect yourself.
2: Yeah, but, so it's, like, a laser. Yeah,
4: but what's crazy, yeah, like, they could be a laser as strong as, like, a LAS cannon... In like a ring, in a ring, yeah. Or it could be a plasma cannon. It's not just laser technology. Okay, like it could even probably be like a melee weapon somehow. Like, yeah, (laughs) like a a supercharged brass knuckle. Sure, sure. Like it just explodes when you punch someone. Exactly, (laughs) like it. Uh, it could really be anything. There's no standard digital weapon, yeah.
2: and it, it all has to do with what's the Jokero feeling at the time. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Like when he creates it. Like yeah. asking a Jokero to do something is uh, like as. Um, that's as productive as asking like a table to make a meal. Like it just, it's not gonna work, right? The Joker is gonna do whatever he wants. Yeah. I was reading the one thing that was like, uh, when a Joker like goes in like a group of like people and like their weapons, like and it starts tinkering with it. Like you'll just as easily get like a crazy custom like amazing weapon, and then he goes to the next gun and he like puts like a little flower on it and walks little away. Deckle. Right? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> it's just whatever he feels like yeah. in the time. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll make.
4: Uh, And and the other interesting thing about this race is, as we've kind of mentioned, they're one of the few Xenos that, that the humanity actually allows. Like, they're sanctioned by the Inquisition, essentially, to live. Like... To some degree. Like, I'm sure they still they kind of... have a
1: of, license to live. Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> Show
4: us your papers. Yes. Like, they're super... Like, from what we know, what little we do know, um, I would imagine they are super rare in the galaxy. In so, humanity's galaxy, especially, right? Like, yeah. So you don't want to just go purging them, especially since they can do all these technological wonders. And they're not hostile. They're not malicious. They don't seem to care if you imprison them they'll just make an escape but then they don't come back and kill you for it you know like there's no hostility no as long as they're surviving they're fine yeah like Hmm. so it's a little
2: short-sighted but that's okay (laughs) very short-sighted so yeah
4: uh they're often like in inquisitorial like war bands uh because the inquisitor like deems them like uh an yeah 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 like yeah they're not an equal citizen or anything oh gosh Gosh, they're just a tool (laughs) that the imperium will allow
2: yeah i mean inquisitors like they'll use demons and they use Jokero, right like whatever they need so it it is a pretty cool race um it's one of the few that you'll see like alongside humanity as like an an alien race right yeah so Mm -hmm. um let's talk about the jorgal Oh yeah, geez. <laughs> this was an interesting one when we were reading it. Yeah. So it says it has three arms and legs, and it is radially symmetrical. So, so we're like, what is that even? We're mean? trying to like picture what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, like, like
4: if I'm, I have three arms on one side and my other side has three legs, like we're trying to figure right. out what the heck are they talking it, about. So
2: Whoa. like when we look up like radially symmetrical, it's like a starfish. Yeah. Right, so yeah. I literally picture like a like a humanoid <laughs> bipedal, Patrick except Star. it's like tripedal, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except he has three arms and three legs. Or and actually, huh. I don't know if it's three arms and legs or three arms and three legs. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. arms and legs clear. are like
3: the same deal. It's, for it's a starfish, possible. Yeah, it's like yeah. arms and legs. Actually, the <laughs> legs are on, under the arms. They're like a million, yeah, the little, little tentacles like the Yeah. Yeah. But so that's it, the idea of it. It was a,
2: an interesting one. But it only gets crazier because they are scaly and horned. Whoa. And they have an egg-shaped head and fleshy notches for a mouth. <laughs> notches. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like you think like you're starting to get a picture like, okay, like kind of like a starfish. So like I picture their body in the middle and yeah, the appendages. Yeah. And then it's like, no, they clearly have like a head. Yeah, they are some type of humanoid almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's not just, yeah. Tripedal. Yeah. I don't know if that's what Tri-pedal. it's called. Um, their blood is foul-smelling and crimson red, so kind of like ours. Was your blood foul-smelling? Yeah, there is. Go get that checked. <laughs> uh, an adult stood at four and a half meters, so that's that's pretty tall. tall. That's uh, that's sitting at like thirteen feet. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's that's pretty high. Um, they often replace their limbs with bionics, so like mm. weapons, wheels, armor. Just the the wheels.
4: armor one is weird
2: to me. I like. know, I know. It's like, 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 why don't you just put armor on? Yeah, yeah. No,
4: they replace the limb yeah, with yeah. armor.
2: <laughs> their uh, children are extremely psychic, but they lose their like psychic ability as they age. So that's kind of just like you grow up and now you're you know four and a half meters tall but you can't blow up people's minds with your mind yeah so it's It's a trade-off equal (laughs) equal trade (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and they are known for the fact that they fought the death guard and a contingent of sisters of battle during the great crusade
4: yeah and if it's a pretty cool fight actually i think it's in uh flight of the eisenhorn or is that the book eisenstein
2: yeah. That sounds better. Yeah.
4: Um yeah, Eisenhower's an Inquisitor. Play yeah. the Eisenstein. Eisenhorn's uh, a
2: sweet Inquisitor. <laughs> yeah.
4: So it's only like four books into the series or whatever, but like what when I look back to reading that, I did not picture them like how uh how like, described. Oh, yeah, okay. like
3: how did you picture them?
4: I, I don't know, just more like almost like um just with lots of legs, like th- like three sets of arms right. and three sets of legs. Like just yeah. kind of more like like weight, like a lot of legs. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like not like a starfish almost, but <laughs> ra-
2: the the, radials, the radially yeah. symmetrical really I like think, tosses me for a loop on yeah. this one.
3: Probably radially symmetrical at the bottom, and then there's still maybe like bipedal or whatever you call it. Like, yeah. like if they have a head, I, like, like a body, and then the legs are all...
4: Yeah, like almost Down. like a like, creeper from Minecraft. How they have like yeah, four legs, but they're that's like that. What I and couple
3: but of radially symmetrical all around. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a skirt yeah. almost of legs. Maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a skirt, skirt of legs, a skirt <laughs> of legs, legs. and arms. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bizarre. Um, the next race we're going to talk about is the KNIB. Yeah, we've talked about them before, way back with the Old Ones. Yeah, they were definitely created by the Old Ones. I mean, technically you could say that all life is created by the Old Ones. Well, no, technically you can't. You but could. No. You could. Debatable. I could say it, I just said it. I literally just said it.
4: <laughs> you got me there.
2: <laughs> Your um, word logic. <laughs> they were created by the Old Ones, and they are described as having ten limbs... And festering. That's what we know all, about them. That is all. Festering. Someone was like, look at those ten limbs. And then someone else was like, it's festering. And then they <laughs> left. And that was all they got. Yeah. I wonder if they're still around. I don't know cuz like, like they were created by the old ones so yeah. they're super old. Yeah, yeah. The the reason I would think yes that they are is because it doesn't say they've had contact with humanity. <laughs> and almost any other race okay, is more okay. accepting of races. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they didn't make the extinction list. Right, exactly. <laughs> they didn't even make the contact list.
3: I no wonder like everyone is trying to kill off humanity cuz like
2: humanity's a we're plague. We're just like we
3: hate you all. We're going to kill you all so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next race
2: is the Kelitai. Keletai. Kalatai. Kalit. Kila. Let me. Let me. All right, Mark. You give us your insight. Kalisi. <laughs> 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 do they fly dragons?
4: They do. Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, well, actually, uh, we actually think they're wiped out. <laughs> by the it doesn't say they are explicitly wiped out, but they were contacted. By the Imperium during the Great Crusade, so they're right. kind of yeah. Almost any race that the Imperium like contacted during the Great Crusade <laughs> yeah. was on the losing side. Yeah, yeah. so um, it was the they fought the Ultramarines actually uh, in a kind of section of time called the Crawl Compliance. So I I,
4: I I love that they call it compliance where right they're getting alien races <laughs> to comply,
2: comply, but like comply
3: with their own extinction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah, are you okay with if that? Can you comply? Will you comply? We'll wipe you out. Are you okay with
1: that? If you do not comply, we wipe you out. <laughs> but your compliance is being wiped yeah. out. i have
2: giving yeah. you a, kind of a choice here. Yeah. Uh, they're known for their monomolecular edged weapons, which uh, when we talked about the, it was like that slimy race. Yeah, yeah I forget their name. They're near the end. Though. Yeah, they were. Do you remember that one? Jordan? And they had like the monomolecular, the like, filament. F- Yeah, they they like dressed they like traded for like crazy like bones and like crap and they dressed in like really raggedy clothes yeah but um so monomolecular means like the edge is literally like a molecule wide so they created weapons where like the edge of it would cut molecules Mm. so Mm. super ridiculous like this will go through anything yeah like probably better than a power sword oh yeah if anything right like um roboot gilliman the uh, great leader. <laughs> no. The back- great super, sup, uh, supreme leader. Uh, no. Supreme leader reboot. No, what do you call it? <laughs> it's a, it's a perfect...
4: <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, I don't know if I will.
2: Um, Have <laughs> an off day. When he fought them, when the Ultramarines fought them in the crawl Compliance, he actually took one of their weapons. Yeah. And it's called a friction axe. And it was part of his primate armory. And uh, he let one of his like sergeants or someone use yeah. it in a battle, and uh, this, adult, this axe is larger than a Fenrisian battle axe. Which you know it's space wolves, so I'm assuming it's overly large. Yeah, right. Yeah, like probably. space wolves do everything because <laughs> they need to. They're very loud. Yeah. So this we is they got me. a lot to make up for. So right, exactly <laughs> wolves on wolves. Anyways. Um, <laughs> they, so it's bigger than a Fenrisian battle axe, but the the ultramarine that was using it, like, he lost an arm at one point in his battle, and then he was able to wield it with one hand, and he says it was surprisingly easy to wield with one hand. So a weapon that can cut through, like, on the molecular level, larger than a Fenrisian battle axe, so pretty large, and, like, a regular space marine can wield it in one hand. Wow.
3: Pretty... Pretty Pretty advanced tech, yeah. What's like the the uh, Imperium's policy on using like alien weapons? If you're a, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's It's a fine line of heresy. It's definitely like a a a gray area, or you know,
4: yeah, it depends a lot on like if you're fighting for a Space Marine Legion. Like Mm. sometimes it. It would be dishonorable, depending on the legion, because it's like a shame upon bolt weaponry, which is which is
2: like the emperor's creation. And and others see it like
4: use whatever tool you have to get the job done. Yeah, Yeah. and then like the Mechanicum would not allow any Xenos weaponry, like in my mind at least, because they believe like their their machines are holy. I'm
3: pretty
2: sure they do like they do take tech though, like from Xenos races, and they'll use it. I don't know. I don't know about the
4: Mechanicum doing that.
2: Maybe they do. It's mm. possible, but to me, like mm. they're so
4: religious about their own technology they, yeah. that they wouldn't really find that. Like you're oh, always yeah. going to have the odd people who find it. Sure, the a outliers. Yeah. yeah, but on a whole, I'd say it's probably yeah. heretical.
2: I can I can think of like, and this is obviously just like one example, but I remember reading through. Um, like when the Emperor's children are on murder. Yeah. And that one guy has like he takes like an arm of the mega arachnids yeah. and he's using it as a weapon. Yeah. And he's like Lucius. Oh, yeah. yeah, Lucius. So he's like, Oh, this is so good. It's so keen. And then he like meets like his commander, and his commander's like, How dare you use like a Xenos blade? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's so heretical of you. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh my gosh, like I have to repent of it. Yeah. But like also that's the Emperor's children. Yeah. Who like seek perfection mm-hmm. in everything. So yeah.
4: And and then just as another example there are like uh assassins who use uh satan phase swords yeah or yeah, even so the like, pocket dimensions right um don't they attempt to use those i don't know about that no but okay they might they might i don't know yeah but yeah like so some weapons are like hmm. authorized to use and even uh
2: brought into the imperium like wholesale yeah and Robut was raised by alien tech what or sorcery. Oh, sorcery. What? what are you saying? He was he, he like when when he was re- when he was reawakened, it was oh, with magic oh, sorcery. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So like we know like yeah. at some point like Xenos, yeah, like they're uh, are allowed a little bit. So it, yeah. it probably has a lot but to do But that's so retarded that whole story. It line. doesn't matter, it's canon. <laughs> ah <laughs> <laughs> It it has it's gonna have a lot to do with the personal conviction yeah, yeah. of like who is fighting, right? Yeah. So Um, the next one we're going to talk about is the Keelikid. Keelikid. The Keelikid. Oh, this is crazy. They are a reptilian race, and they are larger and stronger than Astartes.
4: And they're described as dragons. Yeah. So, like, I wonder if they're, like, actually, like, like, that's all the physical description. I wonder if they have wings and, like, if they're actually, like, dragons.
2: Yeah, or or if they were more just, like, lizards that stood on two legs, right? And were extremely large and powerful. They, well, yeah, they had contact during the Great Crusade. (laughs) So the Luna Wolves, that was Horus's Legion, um, wiped them all out. They are now extinct.
4: (laughs) As is tradition.
2: Yeah, but it's an interesting thing what happened with them is they had like a, a philosophy about war on their planet that it was only to be carried out in specific staging areas. Like, you would, if you had, like, a conflict.
4: Yeah, they probably didn't want to fight in those cities or whatever. Right, yeah.
2: If you had, like, a conflict with, like, someone, uh, like, another Kila kid, you would go to, like, the staging area, which was kilometers wide. It was, like, a massive, like, just stadium, Mm -hmm. really. And you'd, like, fight out your battle there. And then, depending on the winner, like, it would settle your conflicts outside the stadium. So, in the first, well, eh, kind of. Because it's like, it feels like a lot of honor. Like, there's no room for like treachery in that, right? And everyone has to agree to it. You can't go assassinate a leader if, like, in their city, in their, when they're sleeping, if you're going to carry out war in the staging area, right? Yeah. So to me, it's like, it speaks like about a very honorable system. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the Space Marines first contacted them, there was a little battle, and then the Keeley kids, like, withdrew, to my understanding, and then they all. Like, gathered themselves at these staging areas because they were like this is how we make war so you guys yep. gotta meet us at these staging areas which happened to usually be like traps almost like they were like I, I
4: in favor of the Kila kids in like the battle Like they had the terrain advantage. Oh, I
2: guess yeah. Yeah. Like it's they were used to fighting there, right? So they would have the advantage. Well, and and they literally set it up as traps. I don't. I didn't read that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All I just read is that they were expecting them to honor like their idea that they only commit war. war in these staging areas. Like they didn't know how to commit war anywhere else. Hmm. They only committed war here. Yeah. And then the Luna wolves, they were like, yeah, there's no way we're doing that. That's because like, it was a trap. <laughs> it, I think it was more like it wasn't worth it for them. So they just literally gunned them down from afar on mass. <laughs> and the, that's how they like destroyed the race. Right, like they were just it's these cute, like all these massive lizards just waiting <laughs> in this stadium to commit war, and the Luna Wolves just show up in these massive airships and just gun them. Are you checking it out? No. Oh, okay. Um, another interesting thing is that there is a Kylaid cadaver that is preserved aboard the Vengeful Spirit's mu- Museum of Conquest. Um, yeah, the Vengeful Spirit is like Horus' flagship, which is now Abaddon's. Yeah, and presumably, like we could say that maybe that cadaver is still there
4: if not heavily uh, corrupted by chaos right yeah <laughs> but.
2: it's it's been possessed by a demon yeah. now yeah. and wanders the halls or something yeah <laughs> yeah i mean abaddon's ship now is really just like a, a shrine to all of chaos yeah so i'm sure it's be a great
3: school crazy. field trip <laughs> <laughs> today we learn about chaos
5: <laughs> let's
4: go aboard the vengeful spirit
3: <laughs> yeah
4: avoid the heresy children <laughs>
2: Uh, The next race we're going to talk about is the Karatag.
4: Yeah, uh, so they joined the Dragon Warriors Warband, which is Chaos Space Marine Warband, and they fought the Salamanders on Nocturne. Um, So we talked about them, not them, not the Karatag, but we mentioned other Xenos races that fought alongside the Dragon Warriors last episode. Yeah. So it's crazy that these Dragon Warriors got so many Xenos to fight the Salamanders.
2: Like, I almost wonder, like, why, though? Because none yeah. of these races, it says, are, like, chaos races. Yeah. Like, it, and they very well might be, but it doesn't say they are. So yeah. you almost have to explore the possibility that they're literally just mercenaries, and the dragon warriors are, like, we'll pay you to fight yeah. them? Or the Salamanders did something to these
4: races. Right. And how, That's another thing. Because they you want, know, wanted revenge on them. Yeah. Or? It's not like the Imperium's friendly. So no. <laughs> I'm sure they'd have many
2: reasons to fight the sure. Imperium. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the next one is the Crave. Oh, yeah.
3: They, uh,
4: a race of mind eaters. And they're slowly beginning to occupy Imperial space. And, uh... This, yeah, this next part says a lot about them. Yeah, that they survived the Great Crusade. Like, yeah. they were contacted initially cool. by the Imperium during the Great Crusade. And... Like they're still in, around in forty k. Yeah, their their empire is actually expanding.
2: Yeah, so With, like it's encroaching on imperial space now yeah. at this point. So wow, yeah, it, that just really shows like the potency of like what their ability Eating is. Eating minds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, the Kinebrac. Yeah, uh, I know we've mentioned this before, definitely in the Horus heresy episode. Yeah, we would have mentioned them briefly. Yeah, and and the Kinebrac, like they are. During the Great Crusade is the first contact with the Kinebrak, and they were allied with the Interrex, which was a branch of humanity that had split off um, during, like, the Age of Expansion. Yeah, and then, like, like when the Age the, of...
4: Yeah, Age of Strife happened, everyone yeah, cut off. Yeah, we lose off. And, yeah. yeah.
2: So then this the Interrex developed a little, like, on their own, right? So they're a little different than humanity, just in terms of how they communicate and stuff. But they're still humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, like,
4: culturally, they would be different. Like, yes,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then... The Kinebrac, like, were allied with these Interrex. Yeah. Now, they, the Kinnebrac created the Anathame, which is the whole, like, that's their reason for their inclusion in the Horus Heresy. Like, yep. They don't have any part in it other than this weapon, <laughs> which is a semi-sentient close combat blade, which could recognize a specific target. Sweet. But it, it's also described as, like, a warp blade.
4: Right. Yeah, like, th- maybe it has, like, a demon in it that can track people, like, through yeah. time and
2: space. And, like. and it also seems to, like, it wounds, like, that specific target more. Yeah. Right? Is is another way it's described, like, at, and it, it's, like, you give, like, your target to the blade. Yeah. And then the blade is able to, like, know where its target is, but it also, like, will wound that target much more. It's, like, it gives, like, part of its warp energy into the blade or something yeah. So yeah, that is that is the same weapon that uh, wounded Horus. So Erebus stole it from the Interrex, who yeah. were safeguarding it. Yeah. Um, and then Erebus gave it to Eugene Temba, who was on the moon of Davin. And then that guy, like, turned into this massive, bloated demon. <laughs> yeah. And then he ended up stabbing Horus with it and, like, fatally wounding him. Like, Horus yeah. would die. Yeah. Right? And then this is really, like... The turning point for Horace's corruption. Yeah, at that point, that's when, like... That's when he goes on his spirit journey, right? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, hmm.
3: Do so, you think the blade had anything to do with him, like, becoming chaotic?
2: I, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. The, the fact that it, it talks about that it's a warp blade, like, if yeah. you're stabbed by something with, Warpy. like... Yeah, exactly. Maybe, yeah. like, it opens your connection to the warp, or... Yeah. I like I would I, say against a Primarch there's a little less chance of that happening. Yeah. I I think really like um
4: this was the first time that a Primarchs ever actually been hurt wounded like
2: and the to, fact, to the degree was, of death. Yeah, and it was powerful mm. enough to do that. Yeah. Like, wow. like a regular um, thing can't do that. Like it almost has to be like a special weapon. Yeah. Like uh there's one story of like a Primarch holding like three grenades in his hand, punching through like a window and detonating them inside like a vehicle. Yeah. And he's he's fine. Yeah. Right? Like he just detonates them in his hand. Whereas like this little blade, yeah. like a stab wound on Horus, and he's dying. Yeah. Mm. So it just shows like the power of the weapon. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I don't know if it would have been the weapon that
4: really opened him up to chaos or just the fact that now he's wounded. He, like, is trying to figure out how to survive. Like, I think it's more of that than...
2: you Like, it's more of a real corruption, right, yeah. of his spirit, yeah, not, like, the weapon having a lot of influence. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. but uh, I wonder if they had multiple of these blades. I, I have to assume so. Right? It
4: just seems like... Uh, if they had multiple, it wouldn't be that hard to steal. You wouldn't have to go about sneakily stealing it, you know? Like, I, I, I more think, like... W- when, I, when I recall it, he
2: stole it from, like, a museum. It was, yeah. Like, it was, like, an artifact museum of all, like, the alien races that the Interrex had been in contact with.
4: Yeah, so it seems weird. Like, maybe there was only one. Maybe
2: there's multiple. Maybe they're just super rare. Maybe My, my understanding of the relationship between the Interrex and the Kinabrak was that the Kinabrak were, like, bodyguards... Yeah. And well, cause they're described as like big, like ape like creatures. Yeah. They like, make big, me think of like Augrens. I don't know if that's like a, if hairy, that's like
4: hairy Augrens. Well, Augrens yeah. are
2: human. So, so I know, but just like large, yeah, yeah, like, like stock. Yeah. They're uh,
4: fully covered in fur. Like yeah. I think they're
2: described as like ape creatures. Ar- okay. Yeah, like, but I do know that the Imperium had had contact with them before. Hmm. Right. Because uh, when, when the Luna wolves like contacted the Interrex and they saw the Kinebrek with them, they were like, Furious hmm. that like yeah. the interex would allow the Kinebrek here. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like I, you have to assume there's more than one weapon, right? There's more than one of every weapon. Like you can always make another, right? Sure, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it just
4: seems. Yeah, whatever. Sure, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> there
0: could be multiple.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they, that's that's the role they play, and it's actually pretty important. Like they create the blade. Yeah, that Wounds kills Horus. Yeah. That- Starts the heresy that rips the galaxy in half. That was damn (laughs) Kinabrak. It's all their fault. Um, The next race is the Kralak, And this was an empire during the Great Crusade. Uh, They had contact with a rogue trader. Uh, His name was Nestor Markendry. Dre? Markandrei? Markandrei. And they, okay, this is kind of cool. They destroy the rogue trader... Yeah. Um so they they're like having a battle with this road trader and the road trader like he sets off like an emergency beacon or signal or whatever requesting for help and then he dies. Yeah. And then so I'm assuming the crawlock are like, "Huzzah! We like, did it." Yeah, we did it. <laughs> and then the Imperium like gets this beacon and sends the Space Wolves Legion. <laughs> which, the whole legion. Which completely destroys the Krallock. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think
4: Yay, that. Yeah, they did it. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and the thing is like with space, like it could have been like 30 years later. Yeah. Right? Like, so they, they're fighting this thing. They, they think everything's all good. And then all of a sudden, these, like, massive Astartes are showing up on their planet. And I like to think that the Krawlok are like, why? And the Space Wolves are like, you know what you did.
4: <laughs> Killed this one guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now your whole race must die.
2: <laughs> yeah. So they, I mean, Great Crusade, they were exterminated. Surprise, surprise. Surprise,
5: surprise. <laughs>
2: And uh, now we're getting to probably one of the most fleshed out of minor Xenos races, uh, the Croot. Never, never heard of them. Never heard of them. All right, I'll take care of this one then, Mark. <laughs> Actually,
3: Tim, would you like to take care of the kroot uh, <laughs> sh- I'll I'll kick it off. All right, you let me it kick off. it off with my vast knowledge of the kroot. <laughs> Uh They were humanoid. Yes, seven feet tall. Correct. Leathery skin. Correct. Well,
2: yes, correct. <laughs> Frame
3: was light, hollow bones, wiry muscles. So,
2: the the thing to hear that throws me off is that a humanoid like, they're humanoid in the fact that they're bipedal, but their heads like they they're, were beaks. nasty. Yeah, like they had like massive beaks for like mouths. Mm. Yeah and like they if anything and like their bones are like light and hollow which makes me think of like a bird which they kind of are they're birdmen right they're men basically <laughs> really yeah birdmen like <laughs> that's a way to describe them really yeah right so.
4: um yeah they they have like quills sticking out of them that don't have feathers on them anymore but like they still have like quills like yeah sick, and it's like it, it's like hair
2: yeah yeah think of like predator dreadlocks but quills i was going to say like porcupines like how porcupines sure. have quills. Sure, yeah. yeah. like Mark's version. That Predator. was cooler. their dreadlocks.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and, and they have some like randomly all over their body yeah.
2: too, but
4: like in smaller patches and not as long. Um, yeah, so the Crute are uh, kind of crazy because Crute are much like Orc in the fact that you have Crute that is the race, but then within the race they have different type of Crute, but they're all still like... Crute. Orcoid. Like, you know, they're all crute. Yeah, yeah, you you're know? right. Like, like it, it's like a Gretchen. Crute is the classification. Yeah, a Gretchen is still technically like an orcoid. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So is like the little mushrooms they eat. Exactly. Yeah. Where crute are function in the in the same way where there could be potentially hundreds of different variations of crute. But, uh, yeah, the standard crute is what we described, where they're like 70 mm. feet, 7 feet tall. 70. 70 feet tall. 7 feet tall. <laughs> leathery skin and the quills. So. They come from a planet called Peck, which is a jungle world. Uh, and on this planet, there were these little—they're called croot Hawk, and uh, they're little birds, really. Like not super little, but like turkeys. They're turkey-sized birds. <laughs> <laughs> like, and uh, what makes them crazy is they have the ability to eat uh, things and absorb the DNA from whatever they eat. Whoa! So it's like a thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Crazy. So on Peck, the original croot bird is like the ancestor of all the croot. But from there, they shoot off into a bunch of different variations. Like if a croot hawk ate, um, a, I don't know. Lots of worms. Lots of
2: worms, it would become serpent-like. Yeah, there, there is even like a, um, I can't remember what it's called. I have it written down here somewhere. So the species um, is always evolving. Oh, it's, it's, literally, yeah, it's literally areas. called a croot worm. Crew worm yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah you're that's why i want to be
3: a croot worm <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah. but this would be back when like they had no intelligence uh no yeah not sentient yeah right like, like they're birds
5: yeah
4: they birds eat, can be intelligent but they're not i sentient.
5: mean
4: i love know some intelligent birds really yeah. so what are
3: they because birds only eat a few things like They're uh, carnivorous birds. They are carnivorous. Okay, yeah,
4: but well, like if if you've ever like hung out with a chicken, you ever hang out with chickens before? All the time. Yeah, they're fucking monsters. Those things. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. They will like literally eat anything you give them. Like they don't give a crap about what you give them. They'll eat anything. Like freaking burbs, man. Yeah, like they're they're the most monstrous little creatures ever. But uh, yeah, so. (laughs) <laughs> well, back to the croup. Well, we, also-
2: we were talking about peck, yeah. like Mark and I, when we were like planning this, and we were like, "Well, what if like everything on that planet is a croot? Yeah, like the vast majority of it would be right. Like, like a croup hawk. Like, at some point, they eat like a lot of worms, and they turn into a, a croup worm. Yeah, right. What's to say they like it doesn't eat a lot of like a, a jaguar type animal? Yeah. and turn into like a croup. Crew- Monster, yeah, like least
4: crude hounds,
2: right? Yeah, um, like if and then, like, on
4: their home planet, they would have a bunch of like gorilla creatures and they eat that, and then they'd become crutox, which are like gorilla but creatures. Wouldn't it's those creatures really how originally how be, be crew. Right? on this planet,
2: um, like the not crew necessarily, absolutely,
3: like, or the one race eventually will dominate, yeah, exactly. Everything on that planet, and it all becomes crew.
2: But, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There, so and the reason, like, on pet, peck, I want to say Patch pecker. The reason I'm peck <laughs> reason is reason different. On the, the reason that peck Fruit is different the <laughs> is because there's nothing stopping your your advances. So, uh, like a crude worm, like I think it's stuck as a worm.
5: Yeah,
4: like yeah. and
2: its children will always be crude worms. There's yeah. no going back. And so yeah, there's you, a lot you of you eventually like, reach like evolutionary dead ends. Yeah, where so, you can't evolve
4: past.
3: Like, Sorry, like, son. Your great granddaddy <laughs> ate a worm, and <laughs> this is all you're gonna be. Now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: But there's like monsters and beasts on peck that like were once crude and have since evolved into these things that like the crude view is like terrible and they like won't go to those areas yeah. on Peck. It's the yeah. intelligence so, of the creature. Like, depending uh, yeah, on exactly.
3: How evolve or whatever. Yeah, right. exactly. Oh, Cause there so comes much. a point
4: where, yeah, you won't be able to pick out new DNA
3: when yeah. you eat it. Cause,
4: right. uh, that is part of it too. They, they are able to like shift through the DNA and pick out the, what the aspects that they want. Mm. So really? that's the crew talk. So, And then, you know, they're on that planet. They start conquering the planet. Not really, but they start eating other things. They start becoming other creatures, and eventually the whole planet's crute. At one point in time, um, an orc ship crash lands on the planet, and uh, the crute hawks start eating the dead orcs, and then they evolve into the crute, which, as we know, are like the seven-feet-tall humanoid creatures. And they, they get that humanoid from the orc.
2: Yeah. because they eat the orcs yeah, and they so become Yeah, they, they grow their legs, right, and they lose yeah. their wings. Yeah, exactly.
4: Um, and that's, like, the true birth of the Crute, like, a, as a sentient creature. Because yeah. before then, they were just eating, like, different... Uh, They're just animals. Just different animals, but the
2: orcs are sentient. So they gain their sentience at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah.
2: they and, and that's, like, how they start. But the, the another interesting thing about the Crute is that everything they eat is digested and absorbed
4: yeah and what they, they can't no no and what they can't digest wow. like handy. if they eat a piece of metal or a ring they just cough it up and uh, I, I have a random
3: question how does a space marine go to the bathroom
4: they have genitals but and
3: butts they're in their suits so what do they do oh is there like some is, device every, that sure yeah. like molecular like catheters yeah or whatever <laughs> like heat of battle like what do they do yeah, there's probably a system within the mm-hmm.
2: well like their yeah. body yeah, is. is also like a like a very, like, well-oiled machine. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they... They probably produce very little waste, yeah. especially with the rations yeah. that they eat. And, so. and it's not like
4: they're eating McDonald's. Like, they're, yeah, right. well, yeah, That's you sad. just said rations.
2: That's, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing's better than a good poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all, but they also, like, have, like, don't they have, like, battle drugs or combat drugs as well? Sure, like, yeah, they've they got
4: everything you want.
2: Yeah, hmm. so, like, I can't see that they're, like, oh, no, like, I'm really hungry. Right? Like, they could probably just not be hungry. Well, they can go, like, weeks without eating and be yeah. fine. Like, yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh,
4: but back to the Raid, <laughs> are a different monster. <laughs> Entirely. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the crude, whatever they can't absorb in their stomachs, they, they cough it up. And they also will excrete through, like, a sweat-like substance, some mm. other, like...
3: A form uh, of waste. or
4: Yeah, some type of form of waste. Mm. But yeah. it's not like they're pissing. It's just kind of
2: dirty sweat. dirty sweat but they sweat to the point of where like it covers their entire body yeah and it's gross mm.
4: yeah like it smells <laughs> bad and but it's kind of crazy mm. too because they they can kind of control the way it smells through like it, i think it's more like through pheromones. pheromonal yeah yeah mm. and they can like calm animals around them yeah. or like yeah they can do Use
3: different things like that stuff yeah, yeah. crazy
2: communication uh, and yeah exactly hmm. yeah but uh, uh, the interesting thing was that like they can like calm things like around them like they have like a like everyone who smells it is like more accepting of them i, yeah, guess. I don't know um you gonna handle the next part mark jason james this is for you <laughs> oh my gosh
4: <laughs> we're gonna tell you about how crude reproduce <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So uh, the crute. Ha- I wish Jordan was still in the room for this.
3: <laughs> uh, so the crude- he left. He he can only be around PG um, <laughs> PG fourteen <Yeah>. rated content. <laughs> S-
4: since the crute don't have genitals, um, the way they reproduce is the crute has jizz hands. What are jizz hands, Mark? <laughs> what are jizz hands, Mark? <laughs> well, jizz hands are basically the crute will like excrete DNA through their their skin along with like that oily substance or whatever. And then they'll go pin down a crute, a female crute, and they'll give it a back massage. And like the DNA from the, the jizz hands, as we'll call them, uh, seep, <laughs> as we'll call them, <laughs> will seep into the
3: crute female's back. And then, like, this is a pun to like jazz hands, but it's jizz, jizz hands. hands. <laughs> <laughs> he like shows up,
5: Jazz hands.
3: That's probably
4: how it goes. I <laughs> I, yeah. That's canon, now. and uh, yeah. So the female crute will get the DNA, and then uh, like turn one of its stomachs into like a reproduction sack or whatever, and Whoa. grow a baby in it. And then when the baby, a, a crutling, or a crutling, or a crutlet, <laughs> as we call them, yeah, <laughs> well, little crootlets. When it's ready, it will just be vomited up because it, the crute only has one hole. Yeah, <laughs> its mouth holes. <laughs> yeah, and they just
2: vomit up the baby. Yeah. So like when Mark. When Mark and I are making this plan. He's like, he, because Mark knows a lot about the crute, so he's just like telling it to me as I like type it out. And uh, Mark, he like gets up from the place he's sitting and he's like, he's like, Eric, I could tell you how the crute were born. And I'm like at my computer, I'm like, okay, like I'm standing walk behind me through him. it. And then he's like, the male will jizz on its hands <laughs> and then he'll give the female a back rub. And then he starts like rubbing my back. <laughs> Oh, it was the most uncomfortable thing ever.
3: Turned your stomach
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: into a a A crooklet. Oh, (laughs) Oh, it was so uncomfortable. (laughs) This made me shiver. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah, but that's how Croot babies are born. Now, now, now you know. know. Do you think there's now like a National know. Geographic for like this? As you can see here. Yeah, observe the croot as it rubs its DNA into the <laughs> as other it, d- as it rubs
4: its just hands.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so man. Crute,
4: their like whole thing is just to get more DNA to like evolve their race further. Further, they're all about like genetic superiority. So they they are often like mercenaries to other races as a means to spread across the galaxy to absorb more dna and uh there's only three things that a croot won't eat and that's a tyranid and yeah. like somehow the croot know like that if they eat a tyranid like they could become unstable or get infected by the hive mind or yeah
2: it's it's really interesting too because they can um like even like a gene stealer cultists yeah. who looks completely normal, yeah. like they will take like a bite of the flesh and taste the tyrannid taint. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll barf it up, but they they can yeah. detect gene stealer cultists, which yeah, is pretty, yeah. pretty wild. So you just have oh. like a caged up croup and then everyone gives it a finger. Yeah. And then now you know like who's a gene stealer. Yeah.
3: Cause they won't eat the, the Cause dead, it. Cause they won't eat it. And yeah. they did you. Yeah. The uh, nid in you, the nid in all of us. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so yeah, so they won't eat Tyranids. They won't eat any chaos cultists, whether it's human or xenos. They they won't eat anything that has a taint of chaos on it. Yeah, and the other thing they won't eat is the tau. Um, why? Hmm. Wonder so, why that is. Why exactly? So there's an orc ship that crash landed on the planet. So anytime you got an orc on a planet, it's, it's almost next to impossible. To get rid of the orc. Just because when an orc dies, it spreads its spores yeah, and then it's fungi, they whatever. they come
2: back in you yeah. know ten years or whatever. So mm-hmm.
4: um eventually there's a huge orc wog on Peck. And uh, the Crute system happens to be in the Tau Empire's like close, close proximity. So the Tau Empire came and they saved the crout from from the orcs. From extinction. Yeah, so they work together. Jordan, you missed just ends.
1: I missed
4: what? <laughs> what? Um <laughs> we, t- we talked about Cruit Jizz hands.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Does not sound good.
4: Oh, it's good. <laughs> but uh yeah, so the Tao and the Cruit worked together and they defeated the the orcs. So it's kind of like a sign of like respect and yeah. like honor and uh
3: So for uh or with orcs, yeah. when you like go to battle with them, you kill them off or whatever, and then their bodies like, what, decompose into fungi? How do you really eradicate them? Flamers. Just burn them to pieces. Yeah.
2: And you have to always be vigilant. Like, because even as they're alive, they're releasing spores. Yeah. Right? So, so like, they're just
3: super tough to get rid of.
2: Yeah. Like, once an orc
4: lands on your planet, that planet is now orc-infested for yeah. for pretty much ever.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. Like You know, was virus it. Yeah. You can do stuff like I that. I mean, you too. can... You can get rid of the orc, <laughs> yeah. but you also probably get rid of the planet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah,
2: so those are the three things that a crute will not eat. Other than for that, they will eat anything. The, and the, the interesting thing to note about tau though yeah. is like there are very there are very straight reasons as to why they won't eat the chaos and they won't eat the tyranid. because yeah. it will affect them genetically, genetically. bad. Yeah, right. The tau as a thing of respect though, if like a crute ever does eat a tau, yeah. the shaper ex- like executes them. Really? Yeah. Where does it say that? It it said it, it in like the lexicanum that I was reading. Like the shaper will kill like the the crute that eats the tau. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Which is like pretty crazy to me. So it means like yeah. you know like obviously there's nothing really wrong with eating a tau. No, no, no. Right? Like it would it could add to your genetic thing, right? Yeah. But it's just out of a sign of respect for the tau. Yeah. Or is like an and, order. Well, and like the tau do
4: find like the crute's carnivorous behaviors disgusting. Yeah. So even, like, they just kind of do it just on that level, too. You don't want to piss off your allies by eating them,
2: you know. It just kind of doesn't work. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, I did mention shapers. Do you want to talk about them?
4: Yeah, so Crute usually function or, like, live together in their family groups called kindreds. And at the head of a kindred is uh, what's called a shaper. And the shaper is in charge of leading the kindred to different like feeding habits so they'll be in charge of we're gonna eat this and not this and he has like a super good ability like he has the ability to actually shift through the dna and pick out the bits that they want Whoa. where a normal crute might just not be able to and that's how you get these uh like evolutionary dead ends potentially like uh the hawks and or the the ox.
2: the Crute ox and the crew hounds yeah stuff
4: like that um so yeah shapers are in charge and they lead the other crute in how to eat specific DNA well yeah um they're also like yeah uh usually like elders and whatever like they're usually shaman shamanistic kinda Hmm.
3: have they ever eaten like a space marine or
4: yeah yeah and they have yeah oh yeah wow yeah like and uh some like get the ability like spit acid or other might get like night fighting ability like Hmm. depends on what the crew deem is necessary, I guess. So yeah. what
2: they, they want. Yeah. But yeah, there are examples of it. Wow. Yeah. So I was just trying to find So on the lexicon of Mark, it does say that, um, due to their role in saving the crew's homeworld of pet, c- consuming tau flesh is a crime that brings swift and deadly retribution from mm. the shapers. Okay. Which cool. is yeah. like, it shows how like very real, yeah. like they view, like how very highly they yeah. view the tau. Yeah. And, uh, I, I love the
4: Kroot. Like this, they're so crazy because it can be so unique. You can get a tau depending on what he eats. You can get, or sorry, a Kroot, depending on what he eats with wings, or his his skin can become like a uh, chameleon like, or they could get super like buff and bulky. Like if they ate a bunch of space marines or orcs or like just they can get whatever they want. There's even some uh, mentions of Kroot like eating eldar and getting like psychic powers. Mm. Like it's just. They're, they're wild. And they're just like so good for like customization and painting because you can paint them any color you want. You could put anything you want on them. Like, yeah, you want a three limbed croup? I have no problem with that. Like yeah, yeah. you know, they're the ultimate new person's army because you can't go wrong. <laughs> you can't mess it up. Yeah, they yeah. made
3: the crew for like people who are bad at painting <laughs> and modeling because yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong. Oh, I seen
4: You put a space marine arm <laughs> on that crew. I guess I'll allow it.
3: Oh, like, your crew are gray and they have all these sprues attached to them, and they aren't even cut off. The <laughs> they aren't even separated. Sure, <laughs> it's just one long big plastic part.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, they're not uh, even out of the box.
5: <laughs> 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 oh boy uh a
4: couple other small things on crude so yeah there are different um ev- like as we talked about evolutionary dead ends a lot of them are killed like because yes. sometimes yeah you'll get like a crude that just becomes so twisted and mutated maybe he's like hunched back with like only one arm with one finger on it. Or, like, like
2: the bones have become super brittle. Yeah, like, just... Yeah. yeah. He he has, like, defects that you don't want to pass on.
4: Yeah, like, shaping is not a perfect science. It's very experimental.
2: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so... It's like, all right, all right, Mark. I know we haven't eaten this flesh before. (laughs) Have a bite. But we're gonna need you to test it and see what happens.
4: Yeah, so... (laughs) Uh... There are some uh, genetic dead ends that the crew do find useful, like crew towns, which are basically like, they, like if yeah, they ate a bunch of wolves or like four-legged animals like that. Yeah. Um. They look. They look like dogs. Yeah, they look like dogs with beaks and feathers. Yeah. Or the crew ox, which uh, is like a big gorilla-type creature. Or they have uh, the narlocks, which are kind of a, a mix between like a T-Rex and a bird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it makes me think of a chocobo.
4: Ah, uh, no, no.
2: Like I have uh, narlux on. Yeah, tree army. Yeah, like a a chocobo, like that you can ride. I don't picture. It's way more like a T Rex than a chocobo. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they're both birds. So. Oh,
4: okay. So no, penguins like, I mean and like a t-rex,
2: sparrows are <laughs> very similar. No, I mean like a T Rex and a chocobo. They're both birds. Oh, so. I don't know enough about Chocobos. <laughs> How could <good laughs> you? Uh, yeah, so they, there
4: are, like, uh, genetic dead ends that are allowed and even utilized. Yeah. Um, their culture revolves around eating and uh, that's... That, I just thought
3: that would be, like, the ultimate, like, cuss if you just called someone a genetic dead end. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I know You a have no future. <laughs> I know <a> <laughs> You genetic dead end. <laughs>
4: Um, yeah, like, they all they do is just eat, and it's all about, like, advancing their race genetically. Uh, the one funny thing about them is they have, apparently, like, a dark sense of humor. So, uh, if, uh, a crew's in an elevator with a bunch of humans, because, I don't know, they hired him as a mercenary or whatever, he would, like, purposely leak substances to smell really bad in this tight, confined space, just to kind of be, like, a dark humor. He
2: just... He just enjoys making people awkward. Yeah, like,
4: so everyone else is like, oh, this guy really stinks. Like, and the... <laughs> he's giggling in the back. Um, they're able to speak, like, they're very fluent in many languages. And they, it's very easy for them yeah, to Yeah, like, they them. can learn what? lots of languages. But their native language, yeah, they communicate, like, uh, with, with whistles and clicks. And, and then also that
2: pheromone. And also the pheromone,
4: yeah. Hmm. Um, they worship the Hawks as, like, the cruthawk as, like, their evolutionary starting point as we kind of talked about. And, uh, I think that's, the only other thing is Tao and their technology is kind
2: of interesting because Crute or yeah, I, I know. Crute and their technology. Yeah. Is interesting. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Tao's Because happened. laughs> it's very
4: primitive. Yeah. Yeah. Like before the Tao discovered them, they only had like basic slug throwers and they're like super like think muskets essentially. Um, but on the flip side, they also had warp capable spaceships. So <laughs> what? Le- those are their only two known pieces of technology: a uh, basic musket and a giant warp capable <laughs> spaceship.
5: Sorry, basic <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, like, did the Tau give the? Like, did someone give them this tech, or are they literally? They're like. So here, here's one the day.
4: thought. <laughs> here's the thought behind it. Now, this isn't necessarily <laughs> canon, but. So when the the Kroot were first birthed, essentially or developed, they were eating orcs, and orcs have that oh, yeah. instinctive That's technology right. ability where they can build weapons what or what they should. need. Yeah. yeah,
3: and orcs are pretty warpy stuff, right? They have yeah,
4: to some degree, like some yeah, yeah they they can tap kind of into the warp with their whole wog power. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So it the Kroot kind of has something almost similar where they just kind of know how to build the spaceship, <laughs> a warp capable <laughs> spaceship. Yeah. yeah. Um the other crazy thing is too that uh a bunch of uh places on Peck that are considered holy places to croot are covered in like orc glyphs as kind of like another sign that like that's where they came from originally like these right. orcs that crash landed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really Crew, we talked about them for probably too long. I mean, probably could have skipped out on everything but the jizz hands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a lot about them. They're there one. Is. They're one of the yeah. most developed. Yeah, and and they actually have models like yeah, and a good variety, decent yeah. too. So, so. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah, when, and they are primarily known like as mercenaries, right? Yeah, they so. travel the galaxy just collecting genetic DNA. Yeah, exactly. So. so all right, um, let's move on to the lacrimol. Lacrimol. Lacrimole? Hmm, who knows? Lacrimoli. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These, these are the ones with the awesome. crazy picture. Yeah, so Google image a picture of these guys. Yes, yeah. Um, or go to their Lexicanum page. Uh, L A C R. No, but then know we're just reading word for word off the Lexicanum. No, no. <laughs> no they, won't, they won't get that. Oh, okay. Good, uh, okay good. But honestly, like, it's so cool. They are a shape shifting species. That stows away on Imperial craft and they travel the galaxy and feed on the blood of their victims. So kind of like another vampire type race. No, no. There are only one vampire in 40K. The blood angels. Yes. Yeah. But no, like this is
4: kind of like them, yeah. yeah. Right?
1: No, they they that's, drink that's, the blood of the victims. Uh, drinking blood is pretty vampiric. No, 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 <laughs> no, no okay. not at all.
4: You don't know vampires, apparently.
2: Okay. These apparently guys not. aren't wearing trench
4: coats and not hiding down castles. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: but the the picture is like really cool because it and it says they can shape shift and change their appearance. Because yeah. Mark and I had the discussion of whether or not they are actually physically changing their body or if they're just creating the illusion yeah. of change on top of them. But it, it honestly, like, the shape shift to me is you change your physical proportions. Yeah. And the appearance, appearance is like that's like it actually changes the illusion. Yeah. So it almost sounds like they can do both.
4: Yeah, yeah. They could turn into a chair, but then also look like a chair, not just like a weird creature that turned into a chair. Right, yeah. Like <laughs>
2: it It's pretty sweet. The yeah. picture is really cool. It's one of the few Xenos races that has like a developed picture yeah. on their website. So um, There was they had contact with an Inquisitor Grundwald. Whoa, they're crazy. Right? right? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, this guy held an assembly. Uh, with a bunch of other Inquisitors, to declare the Lacrimal as Xenos Horrificus. Which is, this is the first time I've heard this term. Yeah. but Do you think you'd hear it more often, depending on what it is? Right, exactly. Because uh, Xenos Horrificus is the um, human classification of a species that is considered dangerous and needs to be destroyed. Which, like, to humanity is like 99% of the races out there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, everything is being declared Xenos Horrificus. Yeah. Right, so it's the fa- it's interesting. This is the first time I've come across that mm-hmm. title. Um, it's unknown if the species was exterminated, but due to you know the Imperium being what it is, they most likely were. Fun guys. <laughs> fun- they most likely were fun guys, yeah. or they most likely exterminated no, entire they were most race, <laughs> really committed <them> guys. genocide, Xenocide, <laughs> Actually, in this case, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like. The picture is really cool. It'd be really cool to interact with one of these creatures. Like the more In an RPG, yeah, yeah. The more like we learn about these minor xenos races, the more I just want to play like a rogue trader or an inquisitor type RPG. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
4: Okay, let's get on it.
2: <laughs> no, I got every night free, <laughs> every weekday free. Yeah, <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's build <laughs> it around your schedule. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next we're gonna talk about is a lair. The Lear, yeah, a little, yeah, and a layer. Um, they have a snake like lower body and an insectoid head.
4: <laughs> um, they, I think they also have multiple arms, too. I think they have two sets of arms. Yeah. That, from what I can recall. Mm. And uh, they, uh, from birth, are usually genetically and chemically modified to maximize the tasks that they are required to do so like their warriors would get like part of their arm cut off to replace it with a gun or a sword where their musicians
2: get a bass guitar installed in their arm right you know yeah Yeah, no it's just anything that can help you maximize your capability yeah in that task right so yeah but Um, it also means that there's like a lot of different kinds of them yeah because everything is so customizable Hmm. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Very customizable.
2: Well, well, we're talking about bodies, of course.
4: Um, the crazy thing about them is that one of the few Xenos that actually like, worship a chaos god and they worship Slanesh passionately. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they're you can only by. worship
3: Slanesh passionately. I, I would <laughs> do they so. do anything
1: else passionately?
3: <laughs> they play their bass. They do everything passionately. Oh,
2: okay. Everything uh. is worship to Slanesh.
4: Um. Yeah, so they're noted for worshipping Slanesh. Their weapons are capable of firing like a green hued energy that can pierce Space Marine armor, so they're pretty potent. And they also have swords that are able to pierce Terminator armor, uh, and which it says is even easily, easily, which is even thicker than Space Marine armor. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty crazy. Uh, they were exterminated in the Great Crusade by the Emperor's children, and uh, this is one of Fulgrim's. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know them. Kinda.
3: I just read ahead, so I'm like... How dare this you? This is where it comes from. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because <laughs> when when, if you know anything about <laughs> Fulgrim as, like, a demon primarch, he has a snake body. And four arms. Right.
5: Mm-hmm. Like, so, he mm.
2: looks like a lyre almost. Yeah, except the insectoid head. But... Yeah. And the reason that, like, there is a similarity is, uh... So when the Emperor's Children,
4: like, destroyed this planet, um, uh, they estimated it'd only take, like... I forget the exact times, but, uh one month and then they did it in seven days or something like that so it's heralded like a great victory so it's one of the uh like tokens of this victory that fulgrim took was a lear blade that happened to be like a demon weapon with like a slaneshi demon infused in the blade so like yeah if you read fulgrim's story you understand more but eventually like this demon weapon became fulgrim's like favorite blade and all the while it's whispering to him like (laughs) lick the wall (laughs) passionately (laughs) you know
2: yeah like it's that's his like first like step towards corruption yeah yeah and so you totally see like the connection between his body and where like this blade and the planet comes from yeah uh yeah so
4: the lilith is next and they fought the guardians of the covenant chapter and the Marines were able to recover a subsector from the Lilith
2: incursion. We have no description of, like, what they look like <laughs> no. or anything like that. Xenos. Yeah.
4: That's all you need to know. Xenos. <laughs> Xenos <so>. horrificus. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, They're probably still around. Like, it doesn't say that they were destroyed. They, they were just and beat back, And by beat the time, off. like, yeah, by the time the Great Crusade was over, the Imperium was a lot... Not as good at wiping out Xenos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They yeah. were they lost their warfare capability a little, well, <laughs> a little bit, yeah, a little. Okay. <laughs> um, the Lex haruix. X, okay, I'm gonna try this
4: one. <laughs> la- the Huru X, la Luraxi, Luraxi. Nah, Luraxi,
3: you guys aren't even probably the H is it. silent, yeah, probably something you is guys silent, aren't
4: even reading off the same note page
2: as me, <laughs> Mark. You can't read, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Luraxi. This one was a weird one for us to read on the lexicanum. <laughs> this is quote word for word. Yeah, race of purple skinned giants equipped armored vehicles.
4: Ah, yes.
2: So we were trying to like determine like what does that look like to us? Do do they make use of armored vehicles
4: or are they equipping them on themselves? Right. Like like
2: As I think of like these giants that like they make these armored vehicles and they're like. They pick them up. They're like (laughs) Slaymin' Russ battle tanks.
4: I'm going to wear them as shoulder guards. Right,
3: exactly. they're giants, so.
2: Exactly. That was like what was really weird to me.
4: (laughs) And uh, they're known for having fought against uh, Catechin
2: Jungle Fighters, which is an Imperial Guard regiment. Mm. Yeah.
4: Whether they were destroyed
2: or I don't remember. Uh, They've fought them on multiple um, Mm. places, Mm. so I don't think they were destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, purple-skinned giants with uh, equipped armored vehicles, Yeah. so who knows? <laughs> uh, the Lock crawl, Hulking invertebrates. <laughs> Hulking. Hulking invertebrates. They made their own empire in the Ultima Segmentum uh, near the Storm of the Emperor's Wrath, which is another warp storm. Yeah. So,
4: a good warp storm, though.
2: Yeah, exactly. Storm of the Emperor's <laughs> Wrath. Not like the Eye of Terror. That one's That's bad. That's a bad one. That's yes. a bad one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what happens in a good warp storm?
4: Nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was basically like uh, during uh, one of their crusades or whatever. Um, I think they're being beaten back, the Imperium, or Xenos were coming onto the Imperium, or something was happening where the Imperium was being pushed back. And uh, all of a sudden, this huge warp storm opened up and, like, saved humanity from whatever danger they were fighting. Uh, so it's like the Emperor protected them by ripping the
2: galaxy. A hole in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, the Storm of the Emperor's Wrath. Yeah. Ripped a
3: new one. But Ripped a new one.
2: But <laughs> they've made, like, their empire, like, right around that thing, which has kind of, like, protected them. Yeah. And, uh...
4: So for the longest time, they just did what they wanted. They raided Imperial colonists and miners for centuries, apparently, yeah. while this storm was going on and keeping them safe. Yeah. Um, but eventually, as all things do...
2: Good th- times must come to an end, huh. especially <laughs> when there's space marines in uh-huh. the galaxy.
4: Yeah. And the uh, Nova Marines chapter comes and exterminates them in M37.
2: Yeah. So the Nova Marines being a successor chapter of the Ultramarines. Yeah. Which makes sense because they're in the Ultima Segmentum. Yeah. So that's where, like, Roboot's like ultramar system would yeah. be so um, but exterminated another another race gone yeah. <laughs> another as peter as peter death. would say before it's time too soon
4: too soon, <laughs> too soon. uh
2: the Losh. <laughs> they were mostly destroyed by humanity during the great crusade too soon the <laughs> end <laughs> too soon. yeah we have no description of them nothing about what they are other than the fact that they had contact and they were destroyed where were they mentioned they're just on the list like uh, oh you mean like, like what's their what, source yeah what's their source oh I can't even remember because <laughs> um, a couple of these I did look at the sources uh, and a lot of them yeah. are just like black library novels Uh-oh. yeah
3: you could, like, make... Anyone could make up a 40K race. Because you could be, like, name wiped out. You know, great crusade. <laughs> really, like, that's what Mark was talking
2: about. Like, imagine yeah. these, like, Threw two...
3: tanks on their body.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, these two, like, these two Marines are talking, and one of them is like, well, I destroyed the Loche. And another one is like, I destroyed this race. And yeah. that's, like, all we might know about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. All right. The Loxitol. Uh Oh, these guys are cool. Yeah. They are a quadruped lizard. Slimy skinned but scaleless, resembling a Terran Komodo dragon. Mm, so like, yeah. think of like a, a lizard that like walks really low to the ground, um, but they don't have any scales. They're slimy skinned and four four legs. So really like a really large yeah. iguana or a Komodo dragon. Yeah, yeah. But so size is they're slightly larger than a human. Yeah. So they're big. They're massive. Yeah, yeah. They are t- toothy headed. So I'm assuming that means like you see a lot of teeth, <laughs> I, <laughs> in
1: their jaw. That's what it looks like in the picture.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah um, they got an image of them too. They have a flickering tongue and pupilless eyes. No pupils in the eyes. Hmm. <laughs> uh, apparently, they don't smell good. They uh, <laughs> they
4: smell like rancid milk by what standard by <laughs> us
1: <laughs>
4: do you enjoy rancid milk jordan
1: i don't know maybe if uh, i was one of them that would smell really good maybe hopefully yeah. if not they just <laughs> yeah
4: hate themselves <laughs> even more <laughs> um they're naturally found underwater yeah and outside water their senses and vision and smell and hearing are all impaired so much like snakes or lizard they rely on like uh sense of taste and vibrations through by, their like, flickering tongue yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh what's crazy is they can track things up to kilometers away with these senses
2: like that's pretty wild hmm. yeah it's far i yeah. mean it's no it's no tomb um stalker tomb stalker that can like sense things through like solid rock yeah or demiurge surveying glass right which can search through like kilometers of rock yeah right yeah but you know whatever not every race cool. not every race can be the perfect <laughs> <you know?
4: laughs> yeah um, they have a weapon called the fletcher fletcher blaster Fletchette? Flechette. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, these fire razor sharp filament for ultimate deadliness yeah. and uh, <laughs>
2: the, they strap them to their chest or their back
4: what is it like?
2: some some of them even looks like it's on their neck like yeah. around their neck, right? Like it's yeah, like maybe. a head like helmet thing.
4: Yeah. Well, that that's a mind impulse it's, unit. It's more like a vest. Yeah, oh, okay. like yeah. it's strapped to their body and it and like underneath her, is the gun. Yeah. Oh, Okay. And yeah. it leaves their hands free to like climb around and do stuff. And then the Well, guard, they're
2: quadrupeds, right? So they walk on all fours. Yeah. yeah.
4: And uh, their, their gun is fired through a mind impulse device. Uh, they live in brood groups led by a single matriarch, which is always a good thing. Yep. It's good to have one leader, one male leader. That's a matriarch. A strong so male leader. Matriarch is, <laughs> is a female.
2: female.
4: Oh, is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> a patriarch would is be a male. <laughs> have you not ever heard of the patriarchy? <laughs> no, never.
1: Oh well, it's this well, thing uh, that's these, just. <laughs> <laughs> these guys don't live in one. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they should be
1: exterminated then
4: quickly.
2: <laughs> um they communicate through <laughs> vibration and subsonic calls so we can't
1: even hear like as a human like we can't hear when they make the noises yeah that, that's similar to a lot of like even real reptiles on earth is like they they don't communicate necessarily, but they they know when prey is coming and stuff by vibrations. Of yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, they have no known homeworld, and our
3: overlords, Jordan,
1: <laughs> the reptilians, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Obama's a reptilian. <laughs> okay. They function as mercenaries. Uh, they do not have their own spaceship capability and rely on other races to get them from planet to planet.
4: Yeah, that's kind of weird.
2: Yeah, they have also have. There's no evidence of them being influenced or turned by chaos, but they will willingly work with them. You know, being mercenaries. Yeah, well, whatever and stuff. pays you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they like they have no qualms against like working with chaos. Yeah. Which most people do not yeah. like. Yeah. Are intelligent. Yeah, most people can understand that not, not working with the chaos is like probably not yeah. a good thing. Yeah.
4: Uh next on the list is the machronid. The mechronid. I don't know if this
2: is macronid or mechronid.
4: Mecronid. I don't
2: know. I mean, it doesn't really matter because there's literally no information about this race. We
4: got a name.
2: Yeah. Like, it doesn't even say that they were exterminated or anything. Like, <laughs> you, you click this link on Lexicanum and it says, like, oh, this article is unfinished. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks, Lexicanum. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, the Mecharachnids is next. Yes. The Megarachnids. Descended from Tyranids. No. False. Yes. Mm, completely wrong. Partially true, entirely <laughs> false, a little bit
1: true. <laughs> half true is a full lie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, there's no,
2: there's nothing. They are not descended from Tyranids, but I like, I like saying that in front of Christian because it makes him upset.
4: <laughs> he flinches. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a little part of his soul is hurt.
3: Yeah. Trigger him.
4: Um, so they're described as giant spiders and winged insects. Uh, they have sword-like claws made of metallic substance and their bodies were heavily augmented through either biological or technological processes that made it impossible to tell where their body ended and where the weapon began.
2: Yeah, they, they are described as it's a seamless, um, like, joining. Yeah. Like, when, when the space marines are fighting them on murder, like, they, they literally can't, like, tell, like, what is the body and what is the weapon. Yeah. So, which is pretty interesting because they didn't seem, like, advanced at yeah. all, but they were able to do this. Hmm. Yeah. They um, actually grew stone like trees all over their planet where, where they were quarantined. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they used these trees as homes, but they also emitted like uh, an electromagnetic radiation that would disrupt your VoxCons and created storms for weather. So, like, why? It, why would that be a thing that they would make? the trees yeah like i i always pictured it because they aren't native to that planet yeah right the interrex put them there yeah so i always think that like it would like attract prey to them why so you know how like a venus flytrap smells like really sweet and it like makes flies go in there and then it snaps that shut yeah maybe like it was like a, a form of like mind control for on like their original planet where like prey would like Be like, oh, like, I want to see what's over here. Like, my mind is tingling. (laughs) And it, like, maybe got the prey to them or something. But, like, why would it cause, like, storms? Why would that be something that you want?
4: To have crazy lightning storms happening and constantly raining and, like, acid rain.
3: And Well, maybe the prey would seek shelter in the trees where they live. Oh, maybe. Or a form of defense, like... In war. Yeah,
2: I mean definitely it worked can, in their favor like Yeah, murder. May, maybe they can turn yeah. it off and it's not always Yes, it, they can. They can oh, definitely okay. turn it off because it mm-hmm. wasn't there initially. The storms oh, weren't there, like, okay. in the initial assault. Okay, well, if it's part of their defense, then it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not 100% of the time. Sorry, oh, okay. we should have mentioned that. They, they can create them. They can use them to create these storms. Yeah. Um. So before M30, they lost a war to the Interrex and were quarantined on murder. That's where the Emperor's Children and Blood Angels made first contact with them. And, like, it ha- murder has, like, a different name but it, it's like uh there was like a stray vox like like got through this like mag- electromagnetic disruption and the space marine literally was just like this is murder yeah because they were losing <laughs> so terribly yeah, like, to this alien race yeah mm. and i don't know if they ever
4: did get around to exterminating this race they kind of
2: just like it do- yeah they, can't they backed off yeah. yeah and they lost so many like yeah. uh Ember's Children, Blood Angels, Luna Wolves all ended up being on this planet. Yeah, and even their primarchs are on this planet. Yeah. And, like, we're having a tough time. It's, it, it's, it's like wow. the first book in um, The Horse Heresy. I don't think it's the first one. Is it the, I don't know. It's pretty, it's, it's in the first three. Okay, but it's very, yeah, it's very in the beginning. And it's, oh, it would be in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it would it's, be. it's a good one, though. It's, yeah. it's fun to read about the murder. And that's like the, they were actually like, um, Satellites orbiting the planet, sending out like signals, which the Hugh the space Marines couldn't decipher because they were very musical in tone and it just it wasn't in the language that we understood. Mm. Um, and like it turns out these satellites were placed by the Interx. Hmm. And they were warnings, like, do not go down <laughs> to this planet. Like, don't go down here. <laughs> this planet is murder. Yeah, like, you'll yeah. die. Like. Yeah. And so when the when space Marines are fighting, um, the interacts actually show up, and they're like, didn't you get our <laughs> warnings? Yeah. <laughs> like, stay away from this planet. So they, in that moment, they definitely don't exterminate murder. Yeah. And they don't say that they ever went back and yeah. got rid of them. Because that was, and then they had this massive war against the inter later, right? Yeah. Because of Erebus. Yeah. So. But it's a it's a cool story. Yeah. And they spend, like, a decent amount of time there, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, That's where Lucius had his blade. He picked yeah, yeah, up the Mega Arachnid blade. Yeah. And he was using it. Uh, and I know I'm just rambling at this point, but one of the reasons he really liked it is because, uh, as he was gripping it, it would cut into his flesh, giving him
4: pleasure. If
2: he, if he wasn't using it properly. (sighs) So it like forced him to like use it perfectly, which is kind (laughs) of, that's the emperor's children's (laughs) stick, right? Yeah. So unless he was using it perfectly, like it would cut through his armor and like into his like hands. (laughs) So, wow. I mean, he's a little bit of a sadist, so still better than jizz hands, (laughs) still better than jizz hands. (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's talk about the Me Too.
4: They are a pseudo...
1: Hashtag Me Too. Nope. False. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs>
2: not quite. Uh, the Me Too are a pseudo-actinaric psychic race. And I have absolutely no idea what actinaric means. Did we have a Google app? We not. did. And oh. it, it doesn't... Oh, yeah. And it, it linked us back
4: to lexicality. links us back to
2: 40K <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know what (laughs) actinoric means. Peter, if you're out
4: there, you're going to really like this next part. They're believed to evolve from livestock. (laughs) so
2: Another bovine race for you.
4: Yeah, you're going to love it. Oh, my God. Uh, They're capable of manipulating warp through biological and technological means. And uh, what's (gasps) crazy is they (laughs) ran a tyrannical empire known as the Too (laughs) conglomerate. (laughs) Um, But... uh, it comprised of both human and Xenos races, and
2: uh, yeah. They, they, would, they would ban, like, they their subjects yeah. from warp travel. Yeah. They're like, you cannot leave yeah, <laughs> the yeah. conglomerate. Yeah,
4: and every now and again, you know, just every second Wednesday at 3 p.m., <laughs> they would do uh, the occasional call
2: they would dem- the population they would call their conglomerate's population just, you know
3: just and can't take the livestock out of them you know <laughs> <They're so used laughs> like, to I feel like we need to be slaughtered or something like <laughs> <laughs> it was just round no, up they, a no few. they
2: wouldn't call their own they would oh. call their species like they would call like the conglomerate's population oh. they were sick of uh, yeah like it's
4: almost
3: remember when we it's were cows a, and humans anatomy. were slaughtering us <laughs> it's our turn now <laughs> yeah
4: Um, They would also demand tributes of flesh, which were believed to have powered their arcane technologies. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And just, like, these (laughs)
4: large cows being like, moo, give (laughs) us your flesh. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, they were exterminated in the Great Crusade (laughs) by three space marine legions. Thankfully. (laughs) thankfully,
2: (laughs) Xenos Horrificus. Yeah. Uh, The Morgoth... Morgoth. A scavenging reptilian race, and they're described as not being very subtle. Mm. Whatever that means, you get to yeah. You get to determine. They're really bad at family dinners. <laughs> <laughs> they show up, and the first thing they say is, "Who did you vote for?" Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're known for uh, the Morgoth Burncaster, which rapidly fires self-propelled thermic rounds. And uh, it's a hybrid weapon created from
2: Xenos and human tech. Hmm. So, oh, maybe this is what I'm thinking of when I was talking about, like, when you were talking about the Mechanicum using Xenos tech. Like, oh. maybe it's Xenos who are using our tech. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Who knows?
4: Uh, and that's really all. They're another one of those races that are just known for a weapon that they use. The Chuffian Power Mall, yeah. The Morgoth Burncaster? Yeah,
2: exactly. What's that Pain Glove one? Oh, uh... I forget off... I know... Yeah. Yeah, I know which one I'm talking about with the whip. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moralians.
4: They work for the Tao Empire as mercenaries, and their military is known as the Morallian Death Sworn. Yep. Cool.
2: That's fun. They're all sworn to die together, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> A death
4: pact. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: that's uh, yeah, that's all we got on the Moralians. The Mulari... Are an ancient starfaring race. I like that they're described as being ancient. Yeah, um, they had knowledge. Oh no, oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> this is the best race ever. Uh,
2: they had <laughs> they, they had knowledge spanning the entire galaxy. So an ancient starfaring race that has accumulated <laughs> so much knowledge of everything in the galaxy. And Mark, why don't to tell us what happens to them?
4: Well, you know, as all Xenos are, they're (laughs) exterminated. But how they're exterminated is just, it's above and beyond. Okay. So the Death Watch, they go, they exterminate everyone, and they crush their bones into a fine dust. And what they do is they then grind this dust into their... Library, which they also grind to dust, and they mix it all together, so now they're like your bones, your books, all your knowledge, everything is ground to dust, mixed <laughs> oh, together, Jesus. and then to just really you know get rid of any anything they have, yeah they
1: they launch into a dying star <laughs>
3: they just... <Quite> the frick.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like they that,
1: ha- like not even trying to like assimilate their knowledge,
3: no they just I know, so, they just I know. wreck it
1: that just seems not very much. Foresight. The Death Watch is pretty <laughs>
2: anti-Xenos, though. about <laughs> the death. Yeah. I mean, their whole purpose is to destroy alien races.
1: I know, but, yeah. Like, if you were Still to think... Still, though. It, like, cause <laughs> there's, like,
4: the black library that everyone's trying to get to, even humanity. Yeah. And, like, this, they're just like, no, we don't like. May, maybe <laughs> they just have the like black library almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you had this, like, yeah, you just but had maybe it. it's just like useless information, like just like cooking recipes and the, like, <laughs> of the whole galaxy, yeah. every galaxy is yeah. like cooking every recipe. known recipe. <laughs> well, I
1: would imagine it would probably have like charts, ma- yeah, masked yeah. out star systems yeah. Yeah. and no, it definitely would resources been, and yeah.
2: animal other species. It right? definitely would have been useful. Yeah. But, like, it's crazy that uh, they just – it was so malevolent, right? Like, we're going to take your knowledge and we're going to grind it to dust. Then we're going to take you. We're going to grind you to dust. Then we're going to shoot you and your knowledge into a dying star. So screw you. Like, That's what you get for existing. Yeah, exactly.
4: It's not even like they fought in a war. No.
2: Oh, man. Uh, the next race we're going to talk about is the Nadirax. And all we know about them is that they sent expeditionary fleets against the Imperium in M32. So. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Occasional firefights, I'm assuming, but other than that, not much. Yeah. Uh, the Nagai. Homeworld is
4: uh, Shagalad Lud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad no it's bad it's it's
2: wretched No,
4: Uh, i think you did
2: okay on that one
4: thanks buddy i'm a highly intelligent worm wait no that's the (laughs) nagai. that's it they're a highly intelligent worm-like creature uh and they have mind control abilities what's crazy is they uh were initially despised by the tau empire but eventually they made a peace and now they advise the ethereal cast
2: but the weird thing is the mind control, <laughs> right? Like, right? Like, okay. First of all, the ethereals like they seem so far above everyone. They don't. It doesn't sound like they are willing to take anyone else's advice, right? Like they view themselves as like the the top. Yeah, like they know what the greater good is, like the most they created it. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, you have these beings who were initially despised, and then out of nowhere, make a peace accord <laughs> with the Tao— and now advise, like, the leaders of the entire empire. So you're <laughs> saying
4: that Tao did nothing wrong ever, and all the bad things that Tao have ever done can be chalked up to these
2: guys? Uh, no, because this was introduced after. Uh. So the Ethereal cast was already there, and the Greater good was already part of it, and then these guys meet up with the Tao. So the Ethereal, like, I don't like any of it, personally. It all <laughs> sounds schmucky to me. <laughs> but it is interesting to note that they advise the Ethereal cast. Yeah. And they have mind control abilities take from that what you will yeah all right the next race is the nalad right or no the naiad sorry i didn't it's an i in there yeah the naiad and oh this was a peace-loving republic (laughs) and the reason they were peace-loving it made them an excellent target of the dark eldar (laughs) And the Dark Elder launched, uh, like, just massive-scale terrorist attacks against this (laughs) republic. So Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, like, that's all the Dark Elder do. They do things for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The next one is the Nikuli. Slender humanoid, long-spine
4: scales from the back of their scalp. Predator? Crute? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, their eyes are white slits, they have no nose, and their lower jaw is thru- thrust forward. Yeah, a little with, bit of an underbite. Yeah, and then they have like two fangs coming up from their mouth. Like mm. Think of like an orc tooth yeah, or yeah. whatever. And uh, they waddle. Yeah, they, walk, like, they hunch over and, and like, they, they waddle. waddle. <laughs> yeah, they waddle. <laughs> and they function as mercenaries. They were created. Another race known just for like a, a weapon, weapon they made. Yeah. <laughs> They created the Nekali Whisper Lance, a close combat weapon which may also have ballistic function had a musical <laughs> Well, it gets even
2: weirder, don't worry. Uh, musical oral function. So, so it's a close combat weapon which oral. We also
3: no oral oral? oral. oral?
2: No, that's oral. Not, oral is O R A L. No,
3: I know but that's how they spelled oral. it. Oral like, yeah so aura, like aura i guess yeah
4: yeah well that's what i said and then you kept saying oral when we we're doing this and i'm like oh maybe it
2: talks oh i just think i can't talk properly huh. like i knew like yeah this Even is i could read that one <laughs> i don't know like aura and oral sound pretty similar to me like the first part aura oral aura I don't see oral, the connection or
4: uh or You know what's oh. crazy about this weapon it That's looks like two back-to-back chainsaws It does Yeah like whoa yeah. Uh and it's called the Whisper Lance, so I like yeah. to think that their their motors are very quiet <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the Imperial <laughs> revving their chainsaws like Yeah
2: nah. It's like <laughs> the, yeah <laughs> it just whispers the, the, yeah, then you yeah, die. it's a whisper <laughs> Uh the another interesting thing is that their spaceships like their prows like are the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, their they're prows, yeah, saw-toothed prows. So, oh. I think it's just their shtick, hmm. really, like, that's just their trademark. The yeah. Um, there is a picture of that lance, if you want to Google the Nekuli. Yeah. Oh, this one, the next one's really cool. The Nepenthes transplants. <laughs> uh, okay, N- Nepenthes is a death world, and on it, there are these transplants that um, they released spores but these spores like left the atmosphere and now have traveled like to different star systems and are like invading waging war I feel like I, they're plants it, right like they're I just know. invading yeah
4: I'd say they're just like planting themselves and like yeah the population's probably not even aware of it really
3: no exactly it's it's just Yeah, just the weed of the universe yeah
4: but but it's a sentient weed and it's like, carnivorous. Oh. yeah cause all these things are sentient creatures so like it is fully aware that
2: it is spreading itself out across the galaxy hmm. yeah like with the full purpose of like feeding right yeah. like I want to grow and feed yeah Wow. Yeah, but it's a plant and it can survive <laughs> like atmospheric like entry. <laughs> Jeez. Which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh oh the nephilim. <laughs> oh okay. So when you read when like I don't know for me like especially through like Diablo like nephilim are like these great like angelic beings. Yeah. Right? Like even like from a biblical sense they were like known as that. But so, like, we got to the Nephonim, and I'm like, oh, cool. It'll be, like, a really cool, like, upright race. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not even close. They are giants, though. They
4: are massive. So, yeah, they're twice as tall as a space marine. And apparently they move very slowly when they're just, like, casually doing things. Yeah. But in combat, they can move super swift. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, their hands have three stubby little fingers.
2: <laughs> and
4: their language is hyperstonic, including
2: bioluminescent cues. Yeah so we were wondering like does their entire skin light up or do they have like portions of their skin that light up like little like scales or something so
5: hmm.
2: yeah um, they could speak low gothic, though only through
4: the use of an implant that What's doubled gothic?
3: Out. Is that, like, That's the English in 40K yeah. or something?
2: Yeah. Wow. Low, low gothic is, like, what the regulars would speak, Commoners. high gothic is, like, the...
3: Imperial... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so
2: you got, like,
4: Space Marines, which yeah. is low gothic, and then Adeptus Astartes is oh. high gothic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that barely to speak could also be used as a weapon yeah like a, like a
2: sonic like blast yeah it could mm-hmm. emit
4: uh different color <laughs> skin on their bloated bodies donated ro- ro- wow. rank and social structure
2: yeah it, it like so their bodies are bloated and they had different skin colors and it would like this is a lieutenant this is a general this is like a worker like yeah. depending on your skin color mm. yeah Eric? uh yeah they They fed on the worship and adulation of those around them. So they would, like, in order to assimilate a world, they would preach about, like, heaven and salvation while they psychically or charismatically, like, are manipulating the population to worship them. (laughs) Yeah. And so they would get these worshipers to build them, like, shrines. Temples. And and temples and stuff. And then, like, they would make masks out of their own, like, flesh (laughs) and skin for their worshipers. Like yeah, I'm put- assuming they're just like because they have bloated bodies, uh-huh. so like they just rip tons off of, like of a flash, oh. like a piece of flesh, they make a mask. So the crazy thing is these masks would fuse to the <laughs> bodies of their worshipers and then it creates like a psychic bond between the worshiper and the Nephilim. And so then these worshipers are like in their temples or in their shrines or whatever and the Nephilim would feed on them. Yeah. yeah and, and leave, they would leave them as like withered husks <laughs> so uh, they apparently they stripped many worlds of life like through this like process until the uh, white scars oversaw the destruction of the race yeah mm-hmm. this it's would crazy.
4: be a good uh plot twist for an rpg so like you got your rogue trader party that goes to this planet and then they, like, come across all these people and, like, the player's naturally thinking, like, holy crap, chaos, like, look at all these people with, like, flesh on their face. Yeah. yeah. But, like, like like
2: fused to their faces. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah,
4: but then as you uncover more and more, you realize that they're, so then you find out, oh, they're worshipping something, they're worshipping chaos! Yeah, yeah. And then you find out what they're actually worshipping.
2: It's just an alien.
4: Yeah, like, yeah. it's a cool, it'd be yeah. a cool kind of twist. twist. Yeah. Or, That's like,
2: sweet. or even, like, if you didn't know about the Nephilim, like, you're on this planet, well, yeah, and the like, Nephilim shows up, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like, heaven and salvation. Oh, and and like, like, you're Let like... Let me wear
5: your face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like...
2: No, but twice as tall as a space marine. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Like wow. That's like, what, 16 feet? That's bigger than the uh, radially symmetrical guys. <laughs> but not as big as the uh, armored
4: vehicle-wearing right, ar- giants. The vehicle-wearing giants.
2: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, next one we're going to talk about is the uh Nikasar. They also have uh, quills or ivory hair and stub
4: claw-like limbs. They're limited mobility and unfit for ground combat. What makes them useful, though, and still alive, is they're a highly psychic race. And they have, like, an insatiable curiosity and, like, desire to explore the galaxy. So they're not, I wouldn't imagine they're very, like, they're not hyper-aggressive. Like, they can't no they're not good at combat they're just explorers like um the one thing to note about them is we got into a conversation about it like they don't have warp ability they don't have any like they don't have fast travel
2: yeah which is crazy because they love to explore yeah but they they have no capability of doing fast travel and they're highly
4: psychic which you would think a highly psychic race would have like could dip into the warp yeah but it might just be that they're so psychic that as soon as they dip in, they, they just get they're like, lost. Swamped. Yeah, yeah, by like demons and stuff. So uh, they can hibernate for a long time, which kind of counteracts their ability to travel really slow. They just yeah, they just go, go in a direction and they go into hibernation. Um, they work with the Tao Empire, as we might have said, and uh, their ships are small and maneuverable, and uh, they're psychically linked to like they're powered by the captain of the ship psychically. Their engines, their
2: lights, it's all powered psychically. Yeah. So that's a very interesting, like, fuel source is yeah. their ability to just use, like, psychic energy yeah. to power it, right? Like,
4: yeah. And uh, the Tau have somehow deemed them as a useful asset and upgrade their ships with, like, uh, better weapons. And they also tow their ships from planet to planet.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think it really just helps, like, um, like they can just send the the Nikasar off. Like they're like, look, like the main Tau force is going this way. Like we just need you guys to go go collect information about this star I system. I guess, like,
4: yeah, go explore. Like, right, go yeah. yeah, go
2: look and, and then report back to us because yeah. like, that's what they want to do anyway. Yeah, so. mm. that, that, that could see that being a okay. use. And the Tau, yeah. like, well, yeah, the, the greater good is like we'll find a use for you. Yeah, yeah, right, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The Tau have always kept
4: this race hidden from the Imperium, though.
2: Yes, and it's got to be because of their highly psychic. Cap- I, okay, I think it's twofold. One is the fact that they are highly psychic, yeah, and they don't want the Imperium to like know what a danger they could potentially pose, yeah. And the other is their ability to power things psychically, yeah, because that could. You I
4: know, think that's... I, like, I, the I, Imperium must have similar technology just due to the Golden Throne.
2: Yeah, stuff, but, but, but that's a one thing, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I don't see the Imperium ever using that in any kind of wholesale yeah. thing. Yeah. So. Huh. All right. The next race we're going to do is the Noisome Reek. Whoa. As in, like, like Noisome as in, like, it's very noisy. Noisy. Uh. Yeah, it's the Noisome Reek. Mm. <laughs> And they are part of the world weave, weave of the Noisum Reek. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
4: And they're beginning to conquer Imperial space and have fought the Tau in the Sikora system.
2: Sikora.
3: Sikora. Sikora, Sikora. system. Whoa.
2: Yeah. That's wild.
3: <laughs> Who wrote that? <laughs> Not
2: me. Yeah, they um, – like that, that's all I think I remember reading about them is that they're just – like they like a lot of these well, races are yeah. like starting to build like little empires for themselves, right, yeah, so.
4: um, the one thing that they kind of did have with the tau is like apparently they occupied the same system as like a major tao step, and they did it for many years, and then just out of nowhere, then they were uh conquered or fought with the tao, like
1: oh,
2: that's right, yeah, like they yeah, they existed they, in the um like a a the like same a sector. solar system, it was like in a so the no, tao like of like, course is like. A, a solar system, like that. Yeah, that's but like that's the not main, the that's yeah. not the Tau one. That's yes, not, it is yeah. the Sokoa system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so but that's they like yeah step world. It is yeah. Yeah, but not the main one. That's not Nothing. where Tau is. That's what no, I'm no, saying. No. Yeah, no, the no. Tau conquered the system, right? Yeah. And yeah. then the Reek were there. Yeah. And then they came back later and destroyed the the Reek. Yeah, because like uh, yeah. they left them, and then like uh, a well, they, certain no, they
4: never would have left that planet. Like that's a major Tau planet.
2: No, I'm not saying the Reek left.
4: Like the Tau the, left. The Tau never left. It's a major Tau planet. It's a major Tau system. Okay,
2: a system. But that's like that's like saying every planet in a system is useful.
4: No, like it it's might a, not Like be. they have models from that planet. Like yeah. it's a major. But, but
2: there's a, thing. we don't. But you don't know what planet the Reek were on in the system because there could be thirty planets yeah. in a system.
4: Yeah, but like you would ima- okay sure whatever whatever no but- in, but <laughs> i don't care no, the crazy they thing- were both there and they both knew they were there
2: and then fighting broke out after they like after a while no because like a different tau came and showed up yeah and then it was like holy crap like you can't let this race be here and then they destroyed them yeah for who knows but why. it might have been a completely different planet within the system that's all i'm oh, saying sure yeah because like systems big yeah, yeah systems sure. are large so it might have been like on pluto compared yeah, 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 to, to yeah. earth yeah yeah okay. okay that's all i was trying to say mm. we do because we don't know what planet they were on yeah all right now that that's out of our system it's not. It's <laughs> not? Uh-oh. Uh, the next race it, I'm we're going to do... Three
4: more races and I'm going home.
3: <laughs> oh. The viewers are requesting more drama. <laughs> keep this going for five more minutes.
2: <laughs> uh, no Man is the next race we're doing. No Man. They enslaved a portion of humanity during the Age of Strife. So this is after the Age of Exploration when everything was cut off. Um, they enslaved a portion of humanity. And then I'm assuming it's... During the Great Crusade? Yeah. The Space Wolves,
4: yeah, would have encountered this, and uh, they ended up wiping out the race, most likely. Surprise. And, Great Crusade. Yeah, and sa- <laughs> save the humanity portion of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they found the STC, the Lehman Russ Battle Tank, which is like the main battle tank of the Imperial Guard. Yeah. And uh, they named it after Lehman Russ,
3: this oh, battle tank. So that was part of the the No Man... Technology,
2: I would more assume it's part of the humanity that was enslaved, yeah. Um, Right, or it
4: could have even just been like a buried STC in like some,
2: yeah, back filing office, you know. Wow, yeah, but but that was it. Was always funny to me that like an imperial guard vehicle was named after a Primarch, yeah, because you would think like the Lehman Russ would be used by the space wolves,
5: yeah,
4: right, but
2: no, it's used by the imperial guard, yeah. So that's... But it's interesting to know. That's where it comes from. The no-man civilization. Um, The next race we're going to do is the Nulia. And we've got nothing. That's that's another (laughs) one of those races where I'm sure two space rooms like, I've killed that, I've killed this, (laughs) I've killed the Nulia. (laughs) Uh, And then the very last one we're going to talk about today is the old ones. Um, So just go watch, listen to episode two. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Like, honestly, there's... So, like they are like they are like the progenitor race of yeah, the galaxy. Yeah, they're the first
4: spacefaring race. Yeah. They're the oldest, well not the oldest, but they're the first. They're the first we know about. The yeah. oldest we know about. Yeah. Um and
2: yeah, they pretty much seeded the entire galaxy. All life that we know of, we think comes from them. Yeah. Yeah, they fought the war in heaven. Yeah. Uh, they were eventually wiped up by the enslaver plague and yeah. so yeah, we they, we don't they, believe they exist anymore. Um, but there, you know, there's always going to be like those little tiny hints that, Ooh, it's potential. Yeah. I think we talked a bunch about like their potential to still be around. Yeah. Episode, like episode two, like the war in heaven, like that's the old ones episode. Yeah. So we go way more into depth in that one. I would just go listen to that. Yeah. Instead of us repeating two hours of it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that about covers all the races we're going to do for this episode. As you can see, we're on O. So there's yeah. still a couple more races to go. Yeah. So we're going to,
4: next episode, we're going to take a little break from Minor Xenos, and we're talking about doing a human abhuman episode. Because there's a bunch of different types of humans, like Rattlings and Ogrems, and there's a bunch.
2: Yeah, so uh, we'll take a little break away from all these Xenos. And talk about the filthiness in humanity that needs to be (laughs) The disgusting mutant degeneration. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, but before we do that, um, let's talk about a couple other things.
4: Favorites. So let's go around the table and we'll talk about what is our favorite
2: race that we learned about. Okay, um, so if you had to pick one, Mark, what would be uh, your favorite race? Like, just hands. Crew. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, I don't even know why I bothered asking. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we yeah. know what your favorite uh, race is. Yeah. Why is it your favorite race, though?
4: I, I just like the way they look and uh, the way they act. All they just want to do is eat some cheeseburgers, you know? Like they just want to <laughs> eat. No, I don't know. They're just they're super unique, how they evolve, and yeah, they just look awesome. I just I, like them. Yeah, I mean I, I think you're right. Like they, they, I like that they're developed. They are very developed too. And like they they're pretty unique too kind of, I guess. Like I guess there's kind of other things that eat things and evolve, but
2: yeah.
1: Uh Jordan, do you have a favorite race? <clears throat> um I kind of like the uh the L- luxat luxati the lock saddle that saddle uh, uh, yeah komodo dragon one. yeah that that lizard one yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting uh, they're pretty cool yeah and they they they're more than I like that they're like a little more intelligent than most other kind of animal races and they actually have a part to play so yeah even though they're still very much like these lizards yeah <laughs> yeah. But, yeah,
4: I like it. Yeah, because it's very alien feeling. Yeah, like, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of them are like this one's
4: bipedal. Yeah, you yeah,
1: know, yeah. But it has no nose. Well, like, if you see <laughs> yeah. like
4: one of those things, you're like, I don't know if I could like talk to that thing. Like,
1: yeah, it's like it's like they they're technological, but at the same time, they're very still very like not civilized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Tim, favorite race?
3: Um, so many to choose from, guys. I was thinking. The ones that kind of stuck out to me were like the ones that um like they're kind of insignificant on their own but something they had had a massive impact on like the galaxy. So okay. I was thinking I was looking at like the the Lair.
5: Okay.
4: Yeah, Those yeah. guys Fulgrim's. just like
3: their Fulcrum sword like you know that wrecked that guy for his whole life so.
4: Yeah, and for all it's we just, know like, like that the they whole purpose of
3: them was to corrupt Falgrum. Yeah. And yeah. like
4: they're they yeah. only on that one planet. We only have one book with them and we're only ever going to have one book with information. But yeah. yeah, they
3: they shifted the whole galaxy. Yeah, yeah. So I think those guys are those guys are that's pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah. Eric. Um the ones I like, where are they? I'm just going through this list.
4: Yeah, it's tough to remember all the names. But. Yeah. The
2: um Oh man. Tell the, us roughly. Is it the lacrimal? Let me see.
3: Those vampire guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and the reason I think they're my favorite species is um, oh, the shape shifting. Yeah, the shape shifting yeah. ones. is it, because like I like to picture like contact with like myself in that in the universe, right? Like what would it like I don't know if I'd want to meet, like, the Komodo dragons that smell like rancid milk and, like, <laughs> mint. meat, <laughs> Right? But, yeah. like, I could imagine, like, meeting a lacrimole and, like... He's like hiding his identity from me, and as a shapeshifter, so I, I think I think that would be a really sweet one. And then you become friends, right? And I'm trying to show him that you don't have to drink blood. But then I end up dying, and I Horribly. ask him, I ask him to drink my blood. Uh, and as now like, you become one. No, no. Oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're vampires, right? It's the only. <laughs> yeah, but no. I just I like that race. Um, I love the picture of it, like yeah. the half imperial guardsman, half alien, like. Yeah. It's so cool. But that, that would definitely be my favorite one out of all of these guys. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then I guess the next question is, what would you like to see more of? If there was a race in here that you wish they expanded on more, uh, what would that be? Mark. Crude. Oh. Okay.
4: You can't <laughs> pick something <laughs> oh, else. Oh, oh, I have to pick something else, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to, but I'd like you <laughs> to. No, I know. Um, um, I was just reading it. Not yeah, our, oh yeah, the the Kennebrich. Oh, the Kennebreck. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see more of them. Like, uh, it was never stated if they were exterminated, and they they had like a lot of like cool weapons. Like, I don't recall exactly, but I thought they had like bows and arrows that shot like actual like light. Well, the
2: interrex did use bow and arrows. Yeah, I forget it, if and I don't was know if it was made them. by the Kennebreck or I not. I thought it was, but the Kennebrec are known like the, the Anathame is the perfect example. Like they they weren't known for being a smart species. What, the Kinebrek? Yeah.
0: No, they were. They were well, highly intelligent.
2: They were used as bodyguards. Yeah, you use big guys for your bodyguards. Like, they created crazy technologies. Oh, man, I didn't get that impression at all when I was reading. No, they're like, not big, dumb brutes. Like, like yeah, when I was like, reading the book, like, not the offlexicanum, but, like, when I was reading the book, I got the impression that they were just, like, monsters. No, no.
4: Okay. Um. Yeah, like, their the whole technology and, like, they seem to give Space Marines a challenge, like these big like Space Apes, essentially with like huge technology and like yeah, just I'd like to see them more. Hmm. But sadly, they're probably uh probably destroyed. Probably
2: destroyed. Probably destroyed. <laughs> uh, Jordan, if you could, if you if they could expand on any race, what would it be?
1: I think for me, it would <clears throat> definitely be the old ones. Um. <laughs> I think if they, I think it would be cool to make like almost a forty k prequel, with like an entire expanded universe, almost a three it, tri- it,
3: trilogy act, right? Yeah, forty k prequel. <laughs> yeah,
1: involving involving the old ones and like the war in heaven and stuff. E- with even with even uh, with like all new uh, miniatures to buy and whatnot. Oh, all like <laughs> oh, like even a new like game set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. All, like I think it, it, I think there's so much. Uh, I think there's a lot of meat that you could add to that, yeah, that whole storyline. So, and like that, yeah, the Necron tier and yeah. and and the Eldar and stuff, like all, and even and orcs the Satan, were back then. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
4: But they're all slightly different than what they are now. But yeah, it's but, but, like, but
1: the old ones would be kind of at the center of all that for
2: sure. Right? You get the enslavers in yeah. there too, and all that. That would be a really Cool, yeah, thing. It I would, don't
1: have they written any books about the old, not like, that other I know than just of, referencing them. No. Yeah. no, yeah, yeah, that would be cool too. Even like a whole se- novel series yeah, or something, yeah, just about, something a little yeah. more, yeah,
2: yeah. What's crazy is that like there is a lot of information about it, but there yeah. aren't any books, yeah, right? Yeah, but so. there's
1: nothing, there's nothing like going into like the present as if you're in the present day, right? With exactly. it. It's
2: all ancient history, yeah, yeah. exactly,
4: a- and to like. We know quite a bit about the old ones, but, like, we don't know what their culture was. Like, how yeah. did they think, like, we don't know their deeper motivations behind things, you know? Yeah, like, like
2: what caused them to go seed the galaxy, yeah, yeah. right? Like, what what was their philosophy on that? It,
1: like, it does seem that, obviously, Games Workshop is, like, leaving it ambiguous and mysterious. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, they obviously wrote that to almost... Make you question and sort of infer yeah. a lot, but it would be interesting if someone
3: kind of went deeper into the
2: yeah into yeah. into it. But definitely,
3: Tim, I would like for them to expand on the um the the mulari no that was mine <laughs> <laughs> I agree they could explain though. a little bit more of what their library contained. What, the Mul- oh, what did, did the mulari do to <laughs> deserve yeah. this yeah. that's true yeah that'd be a good one like yeah. probably those death watch guys were like they you know they show up and they're like, if you know, we will grind you to bones, we'll grind you to dust, we'll grind you like as a threat, yeah. and then their leader is probably like, prove it. <laughs> the like, death spent, watch is like, like, we don't do half measures. a millennium grinding them. <laughs> just ridiculous yeah (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's definitely like any of the ones that are listed as like ancient I have like an instant affinity to yeah Mm -hmm. right it's like A like how long have you been around like what have you seen like the contact you've had with other races Mm -hmm. yeah and then like I I think like the Death Watch must have found like something so like egregious yeah Mm -hmm. they did Knowledge? <laughs> no, Xenosis. No, <laughs> <laughs> so they must have found, like, something so terrible.
4: Well, like, maybe, like, their library was totally, like, warp as well as real space. So they're, like, we can't have this, like, warp knowledge out or
1: there. Or maybe it was, like, a special connection to
2: chaos or something like that. Yeah, like, that's it. what I wonder. Like, what was, like, yeah. most likely it was warp. Yeah. Like, probably. that's, that's yeah. one of the few things that ticks the Empire, the Imperium off. Yeah. Is, like, warp <laughs> and chaos and stuff. Yeah. But it must have been that. But I, I just want to know, like, why? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I want to know more about it. Like, yeah. and then shot into like a dying star, <laughs> <I know>. which <laughs> were, like supernova in like you know.
1: It, it makes you wonder <laughs> if like, they would have uh, actually had knowledge of the old ones as well, yeah. right? Because yeah. as an ancient starfaring race, yeah, right? maybe so. hmm. <laughs> if they would have actually shed some light. But. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of
2: potential in the Mulari. I mean, in any of them, there's potential, <laughs> yeah. right? But not all of them. Starfish people. We don't. I was gonna (laughs) say the (laughs) Jorgal. Yeah, no, it's but uh, like I guess we're about should be close to two thirds done. This might have to squeak it a little more, but it's been a lot. Yeah, Um, yeah. Thank you, Tim.
3: Thanks for having me. Yeah, for coming
2: on.
4: It's nice. I got a new segment that we never talked about. Uh oh, what's that? Uh, Mark's forty k rant of the day. Uh, Okay,
2: (laughs) (laughs) and this goes at the
4: end of the episode. Yes. All right. Uh, my rant is I went to Games Workshop oh yes I get all this Christmas money like yeah. but unfortunately it's in gift, Games Workshop gift card so I have to go to Games Workshop instead oh, of like Century Box which is a much better store which uh, has yeah. like it, it's like uh, it has Magic the Gathering yeah it's it has, a game store mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. like
3: just bigger but, selection yeah
4: Century Box has like like 15-year-old blister packs for, like, Iron Hands. Like, they got everything there. They got Lord of the Rings models there. They got everything. So I go to Games Workshop. I'm like, you know what? I'll just get something simple. I'll just get a Tau broadside battlesuit. They have to have that there. So I go, oh, life's good. Do, 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 do. Go there.
2: They don't have it. And you go on like the busiest day of the year. Well, too. that
4: that's my fault. You, you Boxing know? Day. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife's like, Mark, I really want ice cream from Marble Slab. It's like, really? You want to go to the mall for ice cream? On and it's not day. a close mall either. In,
3: in winter. In winter, Are you it was absurd? like minus like 20. yeah, it was it was 25. Cold
4: <laughs> so I go there. They don't have it. So I'm like, well, that's gay. Like, then I look around the store, and literally the store is, like, the 40k section is 50% Space Marines, and the other percentage, like, oh, they have one Tau Fire Warrior box set, and they have one Chaos Sorcerer, and it's just, like, really, like...
3: Wow,
4: like fifty percent of your variety is Space Marines, and you have Primaris Marines, Blood Angels, you have Primaris Marines, Dark Angels, you have Primaris Marines, Ultramarines, and it's all the exact same fucking box, <laughs> just rebranded three different chapters. Yeah, like yeah, it has an upgrade screw in it, but just sell the upgrade. Yeah, sprue just sell the upgrade sprue in the like, blister pack. They, they literally have, um, like all the Primaris rebranded for all the new chapters, and it's just like. What a waste of space when I'm trying to buy a Tau Broadside battlesuit.
3: Can you use it online?
4: You can, but it's yeah. just like.
3: Oh, you made the trade. Hey, I made the trade. You trip made the and trip.
4: And it, he's, It's a you rant, it out, okay? okay? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> well, and when Lord of the Rings Battle Company came out, like a couple weeks ago, I went there hoping that they would have Lord of the Rings Battle Company. They don't. Because they don't carry stock unless it's Space Marines.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've gone there too looking for stuff and like I've been so disappointed. Because right? like I do have to go to Sentry Box or. Yeah, look like I, I
4: will not ever go to Games Workshop it, unless I have a gift card. I'm, I was
2: going to say, unless someone gives you gift cards. Yeah. Now my only <laughs> gift to Mark will ever be Games Workshop gift cards. Yeah.
4: It, it was just, it was frustrating. <laughs> no,
2: and that definitely is. And I think like, it's a valid point that like we don't need seven different chapters in specific boxes. Like yeah. Primaris means they wear the same armor
4: yeah right like, like sell that upgrade script
2: sprue as a blister pack
4: which they do already do yeah so then no. they're du- tripling down on one one thing yeah. it's just
2: to me it seems a little bit overkill yeah but obviously they're making money so yeah it's just frustrating when you're looking for something specific it,
4: It's, a, it's a and good it was, it's it's a wasn't good even like something wild like i'm really looking for this out of print model it was like i
2: Really A broadside battlesuit, like yeah, like the like one of the bread and butters of yeah. Tau. Yeah, like, that's all. Yeah.
4: Okay, so that's Mark's 40k round of the day.
2: <laughs> uh, well, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, Happy New Year from all of us at Lorehammer. I guess we never really did Merry Christmas, but Merry Christmas, you filthy animals,
3: filthy Zenos,
2: <laughs> uh, you scum, filthy. filthy Zenos. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us on another episode. Obviously, like us on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter. We got an email, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Twitter's lorehammer40k, and Facebook is just Lorehammer. Um, But yeah, send us a message. Tell us what you think. What's something you want to hear about? And uh, peace out.
5: Bye.
2: See you later.
3: May the force be with you. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. New podcast, guys. The Last Jedi.
1: (laughs) Gross. Yeah.